Hey, Michael. Michael. Hey, Michael. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and why Donald Trump will be reelected. Spoiler, it's your fault. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly, <laughs> Matt Polly. Hey there. Together we are the Inglorious Pastors. Uh, I, I is it time for another fifth. break yet? I'm not saying anything. We are back-ish. Uh, we'll be inconsistent this month. We're not really sure when episodes Work, will come works out. Works a shit show. Yeah. So. I, worked, I worked 61 and a half hours last week. Yeah. So yeah, I worked 50, close to 55. So yeah, yeah I was... So, We'll, we'll, we're going to try and get to it when we can. So we'll be back-ish. Yeah. We've got plans for next week. So we've got plans to make <laughs> Is that what plans. what we call them now? Yeah. You know. We're back. Hey, if you want to win a copy of Alice Connor's book, go to twitter.com slash pastorspodcast. Uh, you need to follow and retweet uh, for to, to enter. So I guess we just... You want to just go into it then? Well, I don't want to. Wouldn't, unless you have something to talk I about. I don't know. Who knows? Hey, hey, what are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're going to get through this, we're going to need some fluid. So, hey, hey, what are you drinking mm, now? Didn't miss that. <laughs> or any of it, really. Yeah, yeah, not really. <laughs> nah. um, what are we drinking? I don't know. Well, we had... Um, Central State, the Halsderschlag. Halsderschlag. Central State, a collaboration with Chef Seth Elgar. Chef Garth's brother. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's... So you can't get rid of the soundboard because you get that. That's pretty good. (laughs) No, we we can can still get rid of the soundboard. Uh, It is uh, supposedly... A Berliner Weiss style ale. Could you ale. say supposedly wrong? Could you say it like supposedly? Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. Uh, okay, so it's a Berliner Weiss style ale with Meyer lemons. It was very tart. It was. It was. It was, lemon it was basically salty lemon yeah, juice. Yeah, pretty much. I, mean, I didn't get fine. It was fine. I drank it. I didn't get really a hint of beer in no. any of that. Uh-uh. No. They could have pulled back about 20% on yes. the lemon and it had been a and lot better. amped up the Berliner yeah. Weiss part. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I drank it. Yeah. I mean, it was fine, but I don't know that I would want to drink a, a whole lot of them either. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Take uh, me, Garth. Where I'm low on gas. Uh, I forgot to tell <laughs> Alice that we were drinking Blanton's. I was drinking Blanton's. Hey, Alice, <laughs> we're drinking Blanton's. Hey, Alice. <laughs> Garth, I'm going to be frank. Okay, hey, can I still be Garth? <laughs> All right, what what do we have now? What is the other shit? Uh, Matt, what is this? Um, <coughs> excuse me. From Dansk Mjod? I'm going to go with that. It's from uh, Akron, Ohio. <laughs> God, bless, God bless you. <laughs> They're probably saying this. There's another podcast in wherever this is from. Belgium or where? No, definitely not, not Belgium. Belgium. Nope. I don't know. Wherever. And they're like, it's Nordic. Akron? Ohio. Yes, that Belgian Vikings blood. Yeah. So um, thinking we're idiots. It's called Viking blood. Uh, B-L-O. Is this from Denmark or something? It just says Nordic. So oh, That's so. fucking Belgium. Come on. Nope. Same thing. No, it isn't. No. Nope. <laughs> all, it's all Stroop waffles to me. <laughs> it's Stroop waffles, and that's the Netherlands, you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Stroop waffle McFlurries at McDonald's right now? Legit. They are, are they so really? I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, oh, my so God. so good, man. I was talking to somebody about Stroop waffles the other day. I don't remember why. Stroop. Stroop, there it is. Oh, my God. 
Who's got the stroop? <laughs> Baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh Stroop, boy, Stroopy, doop, I came down with a bad doop. case of the Stroops. Anyway, it's a, a Nordic honey wine with hibiscus and hops added. So oh. we haven't even tried it yet. Have you tried it? Uh, no, I think I've had this before though, like a couple years back. Woo! Mm. that's good. That ah! is, <laughs> dude, that's killer. That's it's heavy like ketchup on and Worcestershire sauce. What? What? No, it sure fucking does Are you serious? It drinks like a mead. I wasn't expecting that. There's somebody knocking on my door again. Michael, it tastes like honey. Do you it think literally honey tastes, tastes like, honey. like Worcestershire sauce and, and ketchup? Mustard and ketchup, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I, 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 that was that, my I initial I don't know how to respond flavor. to that. <laughs> that was my initial. Once you put it on a hot dog, you dumbass. I, I could dip my <laughs> hot dog in this. If you, no. know, what I, if you know what I mean. I, I don't know what you mean, actually. <laughs> you mean you don't dip your hot dog in? God damn. Can we move on, please? Ketchup and Worcestershire? Please. 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 <laughs> and we're back. God. Uh. Uh. Okay. So this round is on Sally Ann Atkins. Sally Ann is uh, a Tennessee-born farm gal that transplanted to city life in Ohio. They have cities in Ohio? Uh, a few. All right. Uh, she moved there for a job that abruptly ended. Sorry about that. Uh, after being laid off, she moved to Cincinnati for new opportunities. Why are we doing this now? Why are we doing what? Are you doing the intro right no, now? No, I'm doing this round on. Oh, okay. Pay attention. Sorry. Sally Ann Watt Sally Atkins. Ann Atkins. Sally A. Sally Oh, Sally at. Oh, Sally I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, oh, I guess I guess uh, it can be confusing because um, uh, Alice is also. Yes, that's there. why I was confused. Hey, Sally Ann and, and Alice, you could you could do a turd meetup. Oh, S A T and Alice. <laughs> Sally at. Sally at. Uh, so anyway, she moved to Cincinnati for new opportunities. Life was hard for a while, but her perseverance helped her through. That time. Uh, now she has another full-time job that's not her favorite, uh, but will do for now. That'll do for now. Um, she volunteers at the zoo and oh, nice. at the observatory and loves every second of both. Excellent. Um, she likes Star Trek the best. Her passions are insects, birds, conservation, photography, stargazing, learning to play her banjo, and reading. Is that it? Uh <laughs> Yeah. Get a hobby, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Her favorite thing to do on Saturday mornings <laughs> is watching the sunrise, followed by a quiet hike in the woods. Oh, little rant here. Where, what happened to Saturday morning cartoons? What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Back to what Sally what was that? Was saying. I mean, seriously, Saturday morning cartoons, where are they? Well, I, I want them back. No, I, I know. Well, it's not the 1980s, Michael, so things have changed. <laughs> they haven't been around for decades. I know. Mike. It pisses me off. I'm still angry about it. <laughs> you know, I'd like to... Like volunteer at the zoo or something. Yeah, but I just know they'd be like, "Okay, you're going to shovel rhino crap today." Yeah, like that Pretty would much. be my job. Yeah, be working out. Yeah. Hi, Jid. You want to say hi, Jeff? All right, good talk. No, no. Stop, Stop calling, calling me Jeff. Me okay, Jeff. Well, Jeff talk. I call dead him now. Jeff. Jeff's dead to me. You're no, the I only think you're one that calls Jeff. him Jeff. I call him Jeff Taco every once in a while. Yeah. But you're dead to Jeff Taco. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've never been alive to Jeff Taco, yeah. if we're honest. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Sally Ann said a new friend uh, suggested this podcast over a lunchtime conversation. You need new friends. I think it's uh, uh, Stammy Sags. Oh, old Stammy? Yeah. Um, and then she binged the episodes uh, for days and decided to subscribe. Um, the variety of guests' knowledge and opinions and laughs make her very happy. She hopes uh, we keep recording and keep her laughing for forever. That is not going to happen. <laughs> and she said, have an amazing day, everyone. I give it a month. Well, we'll see. If, let's, if we can get through this month, we've got guests next month that we have to talk about. <laughs> I was going to say, we're already on the hook for something next <laughs> we're on, month. So. We're on the hook for several We're just going to keep month. sort of ahead of time doing things yes. just to keep this So going. we just keep booking people about two months in advance. Yes. That way we have to stick <laughs> it out. I need a motherfucking yeah. break. And oh. then the rest of the week, there's going to be us just going, fuck, I don't I know. know. Just... Don't be an asshole to each other. Like, that's just going to be <laughs> it. Um, things to... Okay, so uh, if you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Uh, it'll get you access to our spinoff podcast, access to the Pastors Pubs, closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Uh, not a whole lot's going on with our bonus content. Uh, we will get to it probably next month. Uh, I would, If I were to imagine unless Matt's got something to say. I'll probably find something. Yeah. Matt might put something out. We'll see. Which means I probably won't. Hold but probably not. <laughs> probably not. Everyone shame Matt into putting hot content out. We need a... Uh, what, what is the, the new one you've started? Uh, the, I wouldn't say he started. He did one episode. He did one episode. Well, that's did starting. Did I start anything? Yeah. You did the um, contemporary service. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we see how well that went. It went about as well as all the other contemporary it's, services out it's, there. Uh, it was great. It's as dead it's, as a megachurch's contemporary service. Uh, I felt half the, the time and half the depth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, felt, I, felt, I felt the spirit. And half the effort. I felt the spirit. Uh, <laughs> things discussed in the pub this week. Uh, we boy, had a, boy, I sure missed this. Uh, hey. we, should, we should do this twice a week. I'm sorry. It is like a tomb in here. Why is it so it dark really in here? Well, I'm trying to find a break to go to Jesus. It's like a crib. One of our listeners suggested to me today, uh, you guys should just do a podcast once a month. I was like, okay. <laughs> what? How am I supposed to take that news? That you think we should only do it once a month? <laughs> uh, uh. Um, uh, we had a turd meetup for Rob Bell. We went and saw Rob Bell down in Louisville. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was a good show, man. Yeah, we had, I don't it, think it was anything new. It was just really fun. Just yeah. Just a fun way of hearing it. Yeah, I, mean, I think we, I heard a lot of it at the, uh, the one he had in Indianapolis a while back at, uh, where was that? Indianapolis? No, the ball, mm-hmm. the Butler, Butler campus. Butler, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but it, it was, it was all like, it was good. Yeah, it was, good. it was really good. I enjoyed so, it. Turd meetup was great. Yep. Uh, I didn't had to leave afterwards. You guys went to the rooftop and yeah, the rooftop bar at my hotel. Yeah. How was that? It was fun. It was busy. Man, that place was fucking busy. Really? Holy crap! Yeah. 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 Robbie Lambert said he's been there probably a dozen times. And it was the busiest by a, by about tenfold that he's ever seen it. Oh, Bobby, so, Bobby Lambs. Oh, Bobby Lambs. Bobby yeah. Lambskins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a new nickname. You're welcome, Bobby Lambskins. Uh. Um. The uh, we met Sheila. I'd never met her mm-hmm. before. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, and her friend, who, whose name escapes me now. Uh, hi, Sheila's friend. It's Beverly. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like I think it's Beverly. It was it. No, I don't. Know. No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't Beverly. Let's guess it. Let's guess her name. And, and Sheila, let us know who Beatrice, it was. Beatrice, Karen, uh, Karen. I'm gonna guess it was Karen. Jennifer, Diane. 
<laughs> Janie. Janie. She's got a gun. Uh, <laughs> Genesis. Stop. Michael, what are you doing? I don't know. Go. Um okay. Uh Free, Freestyle Michael is like least favorite Michael by <laughs> Why about, is that your least favorite? It's everybody else's where favorite. I, I know that's, that's what is. I don't get. For a hundred and how many fucking episodes we've done this. Stream of consciousness, by Michael the way, what, is the best. What episode is this? I'm asking for a friend. Stop it. <laughs> God damn it. We haven't it, even Brad. done any stories yet. We haven't even told any stories yet. Are you preemptively guessing what we're gonna say? <laughs> oh my god, get away. <laughs> Um, Democratic debates were discussed in the pub this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Give I a didn't shit. watch it. Yeah, I'll vote for any fucking for... one of them. I didn't watch a second of it. Uh, I don't care. I'll vote I'll for any of, of them. Yeah. Any of them. Yeah. Um, I've got my couple that I'm trying to pick between for the primaries, have, and after that, have, I'll vote for fucking yeah. any damn one of them. I have. I have three that I'm yeah. going to vote for. So, well, you know, you're going to vote for one. Vote for one, but it's but Matt's just going to spray it everywhere. I want Booty Jazz as my mayor. He's gonna be my right in mayor, Kim. I don't know. God. What are we doing? I don't know. Who knows? Um say we've cleaned up the content since so, we took so there's a, break. a couple new memes in the in, in the pub. Uh one is the I seen it. Yeah. So which has already pissed somebody off and they they've they've decided to leave. Um and the other one is my nickname in high school. Everywhere. Everywhere. That's been going on forever. But it's though. really taken on a, a real life mm-hmm. of its own. I, I you was, can't say anything. It was my, that was my nickname was, in high school. That was my nickname in high school. I had one crypto fecal parasite. It was my nickname in high school. <laughs> yeah. My last one was 66 pounds of tube meat. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, we've. <laughs> We've got a new television subgroup, which is pretty great. Talk about Handmaid's Tale a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are. You mean America? Speaking of yes. that, Brandon uh, th- uh, thinks he saw Elizabeth Moss at a restaurant in He's Nashville. He's not sure. He was probably had drank like. He was on his fifth founders or something yeah. like that. No, he actually wasn't because he would have been posting in the pub if yes, he, was. he was. Yeah. Just pictures. He's... It just been pictures. A hundred comments, another, all the that's pictures. That's another thing in the pub that I love. Oh, it's the best. Uh, and, and any, any, that was what I, I think I posted about this. Literally anything <laughs> can turn posted into that. Can turn, it will turn into some sub thread in that thread <laughs> of just people's fucking pictures, man. It's always Brandon starting Always. It. Almost <laughs> always Brandon starting it. Yeah. Yeah, my uncle's mom's sister's brother has cancer. Mike Pence face. Yeah, Brandon posts a picture of me looking like uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites. Oh my gosh, that's not Macho Man Randy Savage. Or, uh, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Duggan. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, kids in concentration camps. Oh, I'm not. Fuck, dude. Nope. You're not going to say anything about it. What do you mean to say? Well, I mean, what's there Wait, to say? It's evil. Okay. It's beyond evil. And it's cruel and until evil. we vote these motherfuckers and out. They're going to keep doing there's it. There's nothing we can do. So right. no. well, that's what I was wanting. Yeah, I mean that's that's the solution. That's yep. the only solution at this point. Yep. Congress doesn't give a crap. Nope. Senate Senate surely sure as hell doesn't no. care. So well, I mean, House reps can't do anything because it'd be a shot down by the Senate. So. No. It's just, I, I, it's, it's disgusting. I it's nauseating. All, I hope they all die in a fire. I, I hope. Really I I'm hope. Sick of, I'm sick of hearing it. I'm, I'm. Beth just looked. It's it. fine. I was talking about Trump. Um, it's uh, McConnell, it, Trump, Miller, all of them. I hope. I just. 
I don't. I hope. Yeah, I, I hope they wear I orange hope jumpsuits. That at some point, we end up with our own Nuremberg trials. Yeah, with I do too. Ice agents. I do too. The people working in these facilities, mm-hmm. like every one of them, should be put in prison. Yep. Because it's it's it's, human, cr- it's crimes against it's, humanity. It is literally like yeah, yeah, it'd be like a war crime. It's crimes against humanity. If anybody else did this to like their children, we'd bomb them into the Stone Age. No, we would be yeah. put in prison. Mm-hmm. Like if I did this to my kids and denied them basic things like yep. hygiene things and food and a bed a bed yeah. like i would be put in prison so just wind them up and watch god go. i know i wasn't gonna say anything yeah. you got me going yeah. it's just gross it's, cr- it's, just, it's it's criminal and it's inhumane and it's evil yeah it's, it's just, just evil there's no other word for it than evil no nope. honestly all right you ready for uh, meditating with gary Busey? oh yeah mm-hmm Every time I whistle, I'm saying yes. <laughs> this is uh, Meditating with Gary Busey. <laughs> Every time I whistle, I'm saying yes. <laughs> yeah. That's not a terrible Gary Busey. That's not, well, that's Gary Busey from... That was very good. Gary Busey from Black Sheep. It's kind of the same. That's just Gary... That was just Gary Busey being Yeah, Gary that's kind Busey. of actually... That's every movie with him. You know he's in, in the firm, right? Is he really? Oh yeah, I haven't seen. He's that. a private investigator. You can. He blows the guy's arms. kneecap off with a shotgun under his desk, and then he gets killed. So that's really sad. <laughs> Michael did Gary Busey. If you stabbed him in the jugular, he was choking on his own blood. That was that was that Gary Busey. You can't have the truth. That's Jack Nicholson, you dumbass. I know he said it's it's Gary Busey doing Jack Nicholson. It's like, it's the impression I'm doing. Gary Busey doing. Why? Well, what? The what the? Whoa! Wait a minute. What? Just What's happening? Oh my god! Turn the soundboard. I hit buttons. Off. I hit. But I just. I was trying to well, type yeah. and I hit buttons. Oh, okay. Sorry, I hit three buttons. I was trying to type. <laughs> oh, um, are we ready for uh, Brightside? Jerry Busey. Jerry. Jerry. Is that his brother? Jerry Busey. He's not as well known. Still talented though. <laughs> he does a lot of work with uh, Eddie. Murphy's he's just an brother. accountant, and he's never done cocaine. <laughs> he's just like a guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're ready. All right, ready? You got the music. Always You're listening on to the On the Bright Side, side with life. Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Polly. Always look on the light side of life. What do you got? I'm on vacation this week. <laughs> there you are. I'm not working this week. <laughs> That's right. I've already read two books. I've been on since Friday. <laughs> so What else did you read? I uh, finished uh, Cat's Cradle by Vonnegut, oh, which yeah. is my favorite Vonnegut book, actually. Nice. It's, it's Silverspin? Yep. Yeah, it was co-written <laughs> by uh, Don McLean. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No, not Don McLean. No. Uh, Harry Chapin. <laughs> Don McLean with Bye Bye Miss American Pie. Yeah. <laughs> bye Bye Miss. Okay. We know what the song is, Michael. It's okay. American What do you have? Uh, what, what, I want to hear yours. I don't have one yet, so I got to think about it. <laughs> What's yours? I'm enjoying my new job. Oh, yeah. Which was my old job. Oh, new job. <laughs> Same as the old job. We're, we're enjoying your new job, too. I know. I <laughs> Well, that's what you you posted that fucking thing in the the pub that meme just to piss you off, and it totally worked. I, I gave you the reaction you fucking wanted. Yep. 
yeah. What what the what the cake say? It said when when a the caption said when your coworker leaves your leaves a job or something and it, the cake said you're dead to me you're dead to me and I hope you fail yeah yeah that's right <laughs> and it tagged me in it <laughs> yeah oh gosh uh, uh. oh man I'm trying to think I I had so so I had some time off uh before the Rob Bell meetup. My wife and I went down to Louisville for mm-hmm. like, which is uh, a lovely city. A few days. It's gr- yeah. it's really I love great, that man. city, man. I really yeah. do. Yeah, we walked around, ate a lot of good food, um, and yeah, just were <laughs> didn't have our kids for the first time, and like since I they were born, know, since they were born, really, where we went multiple days without yeah. seeing our kids. Yeah, that was a good time um, for us. Beth and I stayed. The, night. <laughs> stayed the most the night. awkward interaction with Rob Bell I've ever had in my life. Hey, were yeah. you side by side in the urinals? So no, we walked. We walked off. Mandy and I walked off the elevator in our hotel, and the elevators are right by the front desk. And walk out, and I look, and I'm like, "Huh?" And Mandy goes, "Hey, it's Rob Bell." <laughs> and he kind of looks up at us. We're like, "Hey, how's it going? Good." Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to the show tonight. We're coming tonight. Oh, great. <laughs> All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> big gulps. Like, big gulps. Huh? Big gulps. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I totally balked, man. Yeah. I bricked. I had like <laughs> I could have right there had a conversation with them. No, just like. Eh, I just went ahead and like vomited all over myself and shit my pants. Hey, uh, uh, do you do you put your pants hey, on Rob the same Bell. way I do? <laughs> but there is no try. There's do and there's up royal, and you are up royal. God damn it. God there's damn it. there's Matt before the podcast. I'm saying, can we not do soundboards this week? And I Matt's did like, one. Oh, oh, to. Oh, we'll take it. Oh, I did one. I got one. You're really going to like it. easy. I do have one you're going to like, though. That wasn't it? No, it's this There's one. another new one? It's this one. Beef jerky time. <laughs> there you go. Beef jerky time. Beef jerky time. I say it all the time. <laughs> Merry New Year! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but Boy, it sounds no, it from, sounds like I need to. It's from know, uh, Trading Places. <laughs> no, it's from Trading Places. Yeah. Be <laughs> <laughs> tricky time. All right. <laughs> okay, I liked that a lot. So I thought you would. All right, I won't do anything but rim shots in the drum roll. Uh, right. That's what she said. No, no that's, that's rim, rim jobs, jobs Michael. That's something entirely different. <laughs> you try hard enough. What? 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 <laughs> Present? Can we go move on? Yeah. Please? God. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. I, we got to do a, a fat bastards. I forgot about that. Oh, are Hold we on. doing that? Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, that Viking blood is awesome. You're an idiot. It's really good. <laughs> it's like no, it doesn't. doesn't. Money, people think I'm strange. Mm. Rolling on up in the pub. Eating it up, eating the grub. Saying now, give me that, give me that, give me that. What the fuck is he doing? What are you doing? Oh, what do you want? Get a glass. What is it? That looks like piss. Michael, that literally looks like a bottle of piss. Like piss when you have it, when you walked across the Sahara with nothing to drink piss. My God. Oh. 
Oh my <laughs> god! Be bad. Oh, we really thought all of oh, these. Oh Christ, be. Brad! Oh! <laughs> Remember oh, we no. thought they were all gonna be fish oh, flavored. Oh my god! <laughs> ah! <laughs> no, dude, I won't. Oh, that's bad. No, not putting that in my mouth. <laughs> No, you have to. No, Everybody's sure taking a bite, no. motherfucker. What the hell is this? Dude, I don't know, but that is bad. Oh. It looks like a piece of leather. It smells like nine-day-old rotted fish. <laughs> I thought it was going to be strawberry or something. No, you know what this smells like? It smells like the grease at Long John yeah, Silver. Yeah, it does. Yeah, exactly it does. what it smells like. Oh. My the, We're gonna have to take a break, or a just fu- to wash my hands, or the fucking to get the fucking wharf and like I feel like I'm gonna come down with a case of the strew. God, after it smells this. like low tide in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? What That's the fuck bad. is the? God damn it, man! What? It's a goddamn website. This in our mouth. Here we go. That. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, all right. <coughs> Okay, it's actually... That's not as bad as I thought no. it was going to be. Boy, that smells really bad. It tastes, tastes better than it smells. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't. Nope. Yeah, no, yeah, no nope, it doesn't. Nope. It definitely Once you tastes swallow, like, it gets worse. It definitely tastes like old sushi. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That is fucking I got to wash my hands. We got to pause so I can wash my <clears throat> hands, man. Oh, my God. That's <clears throat> awful. Just, just lick them off. It's just, awful. Just lick your fingers. Oh, I can't get that. Uh, uh, just lick it. I literally can't swallow that. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, that, can we pause? Just take a time out here for a okay. second. That's, oh my God! Yeah. Oh, BRB oh. guys, Jesus! Ugh. And we're back. Ugh, that was awful. Boy. That uh, that was really something. It was there. freaking fish jerky, is what it was. It. I think that's it, actually what yeah, it was. I think it is too. After I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that's that's fish jerky, or just a piece you of sh- a, piece, a piece of shoe leather that yeah. they fish. that they left at low tide for like six days. <laughs> fish effluence on it. Yeah. Yes. God, we're back again. Uh, I said something really offensive. God. We got, t- got deleted out. Can we talk about the fact that the only editing that's ever happened on the podcast is has all have been Michael saying? I was fine leaving it up, but man, <laughs> it was it was it was rough. Which says, some of my worst says stuff. a lot about you. Yep. <laughs> well. I just want to show uh, my true self. All right, we're still in fat. This is like here. a. This is like a. It's a marshmallow. It looks it's like a literally. Uni- it looks like a unicorn penis. Just gonna take taste like a marshmallow. It's pink and white striped. It's a unicorn. Weird. It penis. tastes like a unicorn penis too, <laughs> which incidentally tastes like a marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I imagine it. <laughs> marshmallow and burnt green beans. Yeah, how I imagined it. It's great. <laughs> I love unicorn penis. That's literally just a marshmallow. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. strawberry flavored. No, it's not. It's it tastes like a fucking. There's marshmallow. a little bit of strawberry in no. there. There is no strawberry flavor in that at all. You didn't get the strawberry flavor. No, there? no, Michael. You thought the honeymead stuff tasted like ketchup and Worcestershire. Well, so I'm not going to trust Worcestershire. It's a fucking goddamn gutter palate. <laughs> Jesus, ketchup and Worcestershire sauce. Fuck you. It's it's. I'm a coffee master. So all of a sudden now everything tastes like ketchup. It's and literally a honey mead. And yeah. You're like, oh, ketchup. I get ketchup. That's what it tastes <laughs> like. Hey, I stand by it. And then we right. have I don't uh, know what these are. They're co- Coca Cola little mini cola. Oh, you know what those are? You know what those remind me of? Bottle caps. Yeah, the oh, bottle yeah. cap cake. Those the cola ones. Oh, they're good. Those are great. Holy shit. Yeah, they taste exactly. You can almost like taste Coke. the fizz. Yeah. 
Wow, those are actually... probably some cancer-causing chemical. I'm guessing. I just assume everything is at this point. Man, those are great. Yeah. That is great. Oh, man. Those are super sweet. I really oh. like those. Do I have any more? No, that's it. Japanese? Okay, so... Uh, man, my, that's great. Mm-hmm. My in-laws brought me some Inca Michael, I have a thousand glasses. This is all you can find me. It's a <laughs> fucking it's small like old candle holder. I had, to, I had to wipe out the There's marmalade. There's literally a, a I had to wipe out the marmalade residue in there. Literally a cabinet full of glasses. This is what you grab. <laughs> you got to take a picture of it. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's oh, the best. Man. Uh, Okay. Best jar. Okay, what is this shit? All right, so it's called Inca Cola. It's made by it Coca-Cola Company. Looks like stale piss. I could tell you Bro, what if you it's have about. piss like this, you need to... Oh, God, it doesn't smell good at all. Where'd you... Oh. All right, are we... What, yeah, so... Um, what does that smell like? Uh, oh, you know what that smells like? That smells like uh, big red red cream soda. Yep, it yep. does. You're right. All right. Are so we, let's try it, yeah. And it tastes kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, it does. It really tastes like it's red cream lighter. soda. Yeah. It, it tastes like red cream soda, it's but fine. it's colored. Yeah, it, it's a very off-putting color. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's like I mean, it doesn't look any different than Mountain Dew, really. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess no, it definitely. I don't think it has any caffeine in it. It's good. Yeah, that's it's fine. super sugary. I don't think I'd want a ton of that. Though, no, I because I'm not either. a huge cream soda fan, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. In Haiti, I had this shit called fruit champagne that was a soda that was endorsed by Wyclef. <laughs> oh, well, in that case. And it was kind of like this re- podcast. Okay, it was like literally <laughs> double the sweet, double as sweet as that. It was so gross. It was bad. Very, very bad. All right, what's next? All right. It's eight fifty four. Jesus Christ! This is exactly how I wanted to spend my vacation. All right, Stephanie Rice, friend of the podcast, Cheese has and rice. a news Red feed beans. piece. Red beans and rice. Uh, New Hampshire man bitten by a rabid bat hiding in his iPad case. Anybody know the New Hampshire uh, <clears throat> state slogan? What? Live free or die. Really? Yes. No, oh, I thought it was at least we're not Vermont. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, Vermont says at least we're not New Hampshire. <laughs> Vermont. <laughs> Size doesn't matter. New Hampshire. For some reason, we play an important role in the presidential election. <laughs> right. The only thing we're worth. All right. An uh, elderly man in New Hampshire was bitten by a rapid bat that was hiding in his iPad case. Um, Roy Syverston, Syverston, Syverston uh, oh, sat down Roy to Sibbies. use the device in his living room last Thursday when a flying furry creature unveiled itself. He said it felt like a bee sting. So he opened up his iPad case and a and a bat came out. Motherfucking bat. That how is, the hell did he get yeah, in there? That's really weird. It is really weird. He's eighty six years old, so who knows? Well what's weird is he has an iPad and he's eighty six. Yeah, old people like technology now. Do they? Yeah, iPads are My mom can barely check her email. Well, <laughs> Thank God. I know. Dude, thank God that Can we I? don't have parents on that Facebook, are like on oh Facebook or social media. Like, uh, my parents Do you know are. how much unborn people, I think unborn the, children are, are... Oh, my. I think the baby oh. Jesus every day that they just could oh not man. give a shit about technology. Yeah. My dad uh, mm. tagged me in my own photo uh, with... I used the, uh, the rainbow flag for Pride Month last month. He tagged me in it. It's like, yeah. Wait, why did he tag you in it? I don't know. I don't ever get on Facebook. I don't know anything about it. But he tagged me in my own photo. I love that he tagged you in it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, is that supposed to be a repudiation of your I will, communist beliefs or something? I will I will never bring it up. I'll never know. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. I'm, I'm fine not knowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 86 year old man uh, attempted to contain the, the the bat and relocate it to a safer location outside of his house. Anywhere else but inside his house. Um, the hell is that? It's Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I got I got up, still squeezing it. I got it. We'll open up the fridge. Bats are attracted to light. That's They'll fly in there. We'll shut the door. Problem solved. That's moths, you dumbass. Not bats. He he got up, still squeezing the bat, and he wasn't. Sh- he wasn't, and the bat wasn't happy about it. And he took him outside. When I got up in the morning, he was still there. The bat was just like Jesus. waiting. Jesus. Um, the bat determined uh, to be rabid after testing. So it was a rabid bat. Yep. Um, oh shit! So we had to get the rabies shots. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get. I had. The, so that reminds me of a story a guy I went to church with uh, when I was in youth ministry. Uh, he was a semi truck driver. I think for it might have been for UPS actually I don't remember but anyway uh, he was driving his um, truck one day and he feels something crawling up his leg as a Ooh. fucking mouse while he was driving like on the highway oh my god and it was like <laughs> and he got almost to his crotch and he grabbed and squeezed and it was like biting the inside of his leg ouch son of a gun and he had to like while maintaining control of a fucking giant semi vehicle. I'm just pull over boxes flying out of the back, and uh, he ended up having to get rabies shots and shit because oh, it was, you know, I hear those bit hurt like a motherfucker. So, yeah. yeah, well, that would be like the least of your issues. I think now yeah, that <laughs> getting your taint bitten by a mouse <laughs> would be mouse, pretty uh, high up the list. I sorry, would think. sir. There's a set of thirty shots. They're all going to be right in your near <laughs> yes. your asshole. Well, <laughs> well, when in Rome. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say, Michael? When, when in Rome? No, I was going to say. Well, Jerry. I Jer- said, Jerry was feeling pretty horny that day. I said, I, God, I said went in Rome today for something that was completely <laughs> that didn't warrant it, and I chuckled to myself because I thought of you saying went in Rome. No, yeah, went in Rome. No, no. Say la vie. No, say la vie. That's French for went in Rome. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's French for for Christian for uh, I'm just gonna pray about it. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, okay, so the man is recovering and joked. It's a good thing I decided I didn't decide to cuddle him a little. So it's <laughs> yeah, a good thing I he guess. didn't decide I mean, to do that. So. That's, that's yep. I guess it is because what you did worked out really well. <sighs> he ended up in the hospital. So, um, yeah, that's that's the shark or not shark back corner. So thanks, Stephanie Rice. Thanks. Stephanie, red beans and rice. Stephanie Rice. <clears throat> Stephanie Rice, yeah. All right. Uh, what do you got? You guys remember Bodie McBoatface? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently it made a pretty good discovery on its first mission. Oh, good job for Bodie. What did it make? Um, I don't know because I haven't read the article. Was it Atlantis? Uh, <laughs> you just wanted to say Bodie We'll find face. out. It's sw- I, I saved <laughs> these a few weeks ago. Yeah, and I went into the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> And found Tupac. So it did its inaugural mission in April 2017. Uh, so it was traveling. It's it's a submarine essentially, but like an unmanned yellow submarine. Reser- it is yellow, as a matter of fact. Sweet. Yes, uh, named and it has Bodie McBoatface. Why isn't it Subby McSubface? It's an unmanned submarine. So it uh, 
the task saw McBoatface <laughs> travel. I like that they talk it like it's a person. 180 kilometers, which is 112 miles through mountainous underwater valleys in Antarctica, measuring the temperature, saltiness, and turbulence in the depths of the Southern Ocean. Same. Uh, turbulence and saltiness and depths. Wow. You're not going that deep anyway. Uh, it's findings published oh. in the journal <laughs> PNAS. It's PNAS. That was my nickname in high no. school. It on Monday revealed how increasingly strong winds in the region are causing turbulence deep within the sea and as a result mixing warm water from middle levels with colder water in the abyss. Uh, that process is causing the sea temperature to rise. Which, in turn, is a significant contributor to rising sea levels. Um, my, my penis prefers to be called penis. It f- He's still on that. And, it's been two minutes. Antar- Antarctic that. winds are growing in strength due to the thinning of the ozone layer and the buildup of greenhouse gases. Great. Hooray. Uh, but their impact on the ocean has never been factored into climate models. So basically what it found was that the winds are what is actually causing... Hmm the earth like the the waters to heat because it's driving warmer waters down into ah, the colder waters yeah huh. and it Bodie mcboatface found that good job so. Bodie. good good job boats well you're gonna have plenty of ocean to explore soon enough because it's all gonna be everything's ocean. gonna be ocean yeah, yeah. remember that global flood <laughs> really flood really Noah? that's really, actually gonna happen really looking forward to living in stilt houses for the oh, rest no. of our lives um man arrested after robbing two banks using nothing but an avocado <laughs> Kudos, I suppose. Uh, it, the, does look, it does look like a grenade. Raise your hands or I'll toast you. The al- <laughs> Wait. Oh, avocado, avocado toast. toast. I got it, Michael. Got it. The, it's a uh, shitty joke. The alleged robber it's a, made it's off a with hipster the, dad joke. The alleged robber made off with nearly U.S. $8,000. Oh, that's not a bad day's work. Two separate incidents. Well, except for he's in prison, probably. It only cost him 50 cents for an avocado. Um, so. Only if they're on sale. Yeah. How much could it cost, Michael? Ten dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this guy's in Israel, in Beersheba, Israel. <clears throat> house, According house to the Sheba. Times of Israel, they're on your side unless you're a Palestinian. Is that uh, the, unidentified, the unidentified, the unidentified forty-seven-year-old Beersheba seems like a lot more fun. Why is there not a brewery called Beersheba? Well, because it's kind of racist. Uh, Beer Sherpa, is it? Beer Sherpa. Why? Beer Sherpa. Somebody who carries beer. Can I finish the fucking story, please? Yeah. It is 9 I don't know. Can you? God. Uh, the unidentified 47-year-old walked into a branch of the postal bank in Beersheba, Israel, shopping mall. Okay. And handed the teller a misspelled note asking for all the money in the drawer. I has avocado. I'm assuming <laughs> is what it says. Give me all your Mooney. Uh, he held a small black object in his right hand and insisted that he would, quote, throw this grenade if she didn't comply. <laughs> oh, that's good. She gave him 16,000 whatever the fuck that units of drachmas. I have no fucking idea what they use in Israel. Anyway, uh, which is 4,400 in cash, and he walked out of the building. Five days later, he went to a different branch of the same If it wasn't the first time, it'll work the second Carrying the same small black item and walked out with thirty about $3,400. It was finally ripe. His one mistake was that he carried... <laughs> one more robbery before I have to eat this. His one, I know, right, Mandy? Those are just gross when they're rotten. His one mistake was that he carried his cell phone with him while he committed the crimes, despite the fact that he took care to wear a white-brimmed hat to cover his face. His phone's geolocation data snitched, and police officers were able to identify him, find him, and put him under arrest. Uh, yeah, so there you go. 
So when you're robbing a bank, don't he had already he had already served home. three years in prison for a previous robbery. <clears throat> so clearly not. A, Jesus, whatever. Well, what did he use in that robbery? Know, that is a that carrots, is a watermelon. Mm. That's a that grenade is high in omega threes. Yeah. It so is. what was what was hit you. before there was avocado? What was the thing? I don't know. Can we be done? Are we done? Couscous. What episode is this? Couscous. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna rob you with couscous. <laughs> All right. Steel cut oats coming at you. Do we know uh, what, what what I mean what money do they use? Do they use is it drachmas? Or is it denarii? I have no fucking idea. I, it's what not the fourth century. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clue. What money does Israel use? Oh, shekel. Oh well, uh, yeah. It's a, Israel new shekel. It's a lot of. It's a lot of. It's a bit better than the old shekel. Meet the new shekel. <laughs> Meet same the, as the old shekel. The old shekel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it, uh, it basically equals a quarter U.S. dollars. Oh, so okay. Yeah. All right. Neat. Yeah. All right. So, it's worth 17 ruble. So um, not drachmas. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's been the drachma. It's been the economics report from the glorious bastards. Who uses drachmas? I got to look that Does up. anybody use drachmas? Is that Greece? Ivan Draco. Who Does, it's uses Ivan Drachmas. Ivan Drachmas. Ivan Draco's finishing move is the drachma. Uh, Greece. It is Greece. Drachmas. <clears throat> All right. Well, there you go. People right. also ask, is Greek drachma worth anything? No, no, it's, it's not. not at all. <laughs> if you've been following their if economics. has taught us anything. Yes. Uh, all right. Utah woman. What do you got? Oh, A woman who allegedly thought her husband was what, cheating on her. What episode is it? I don't know. Was arrested Tuesday. I think you do. I really don't. I legitimately don't know. For fuck's sake. It's 173. God damn it. Brad's updating Twitter right no, now. He's already checking out. Nope. Brad, we need your your beautiful commentary on. Matt's, I don't know what you're talking about. Matt's uh, upcoming Utah woman item. Y- Utah. How do you feel about Utah, Brad? I've been there. It's pretty. Is it? A lot of Mormons. Yeah. Big lake. Went to the Mormon complex. Big and lake. A little salty. Funny. Huge lake. It is a huge body of water. I flew over it. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fine it's a fine city Utah. actually. I've been to, uh, the state's fine, but I've been to Salt Lake mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. It's nice. <clears throat> right. I went to Utah the woman. Mormon complex, and all they did was talk about Jesus. And I'm like, I think you're hiding something here. I'm not <laughs> sure though. Like, <laughs> I feel like what's Pete Holmes say? What's behind the curtain? Yeah, the motherfucking dragon. Fucking dragon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's dragging the barf skittles. Michael, did you say 173? I'm just. I, I said 173. For, can we just pause so we can put this shit no. on? Go ahead. I can listen. God damn it! No, you fucking can't. You do it every week. Utah woman who allegedly thought her husband was cheating on her was arrested Tuesday after falsely reporting that her husband had killed her. Who is damn playing it. the fucking CNN? I'm glad can I talked. You your what, what happened? <laughs> See, Jesus Christ, man! Like. What, what happened? Brad's over there watching YouTube, checking his Netflix. Brad? <laughs> yes. I'm on Hulu, trying to see if Veronica Mars is up oh, yet. A woman who allegedly thought her husband was cheating on her was arrested Tuesday after falsely reporting that her husband had killed her. Wait. God. My husband Boy, there's a lot me. going on there. Hey, my husband killed me. Rebecca Spring Nelson. Nielsen. Leslie's sister. Uh... 44 of Bluffdale, Utah, Leslie was arrested for investigation of criminal mischief and making a false rep- police report involving death. Usually, uh, unusual incident started around 2 a.m. Tuesday when a woman called 911 after receiving text messages from a person purporting to be Nielsen's husband. 
Leslie, stating that he had shot his wife and didn't know what to do. According to a Salt Lake City jail report, the woman asked the man if he was serious, and he responded by text that he wasn't joking, the report states. Police officers from Saratoga Springs, Bluffdale, Mm. Harriman, and the Unified... God, they sent fucking everybody in the Unified Police Department um, responded to the husband's Bluffdale home, surrounded it, and ordered the residents to come out. That's when Nielsen walked up to officers on the scene. Investigators tried to unravel what was going on, learned that Nielsen and her husband had gotten in an argument several hours earlier because the husband was texting another woman. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nielsen allegedly smashed her husband's laptop, took her husband's phone, and left. After leaving, Nielsen began sending texts to the woman uh, <laughs> using her husband's phone while claiming to be her husband, and the report states... That's when she allegedly told the woman while acting as her husband that Nielsen had been shot. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Rebecca claimed she wanted to see how the boy, woman would respond. Boy, you get that deep, you're fucked. And like Rebecca wanted point, to see like... if the woman would be covering up the crime. So she called this. She told this lady that she... Oh, no. As per, basically, she was acting like the husband with his phone, saying that he, I had shot my wife just to see how this lady would react. How'd she react? Uh, police say... <laughs> Like, yeah, finally oh, that bitch is dead. Police <laughs> Police say Nielsen and her husband... I would have killed that whore myself. <laughs> police say Nielsen and her husband married for 10 months. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Could have used some uh, counseling before clearly. the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and clearly afterwards. Good God. Um, from uh, Karnataka. Um, I'm assuming this so is... They're on your side. No, that's not the news. This is... Uh, this is from opindia.com. I, I got tacos from there the other Carne day. Taco, yeah. Brandon Carne Taco. Yeah, meat, uh, steak tacos. Yes. Um, cow smuggler dies on the spot after stolen cow hits him in the groin. What? what? That's, Say that's, that again. That's the story. <laughs> cow smuggler <laughs> dies on the spot after stolen cow hits him in the groin. Oh, well, he deserved it. Yeah. I had a friend uh, in college that was messing. For some reason, Johnson had cows for some fucking reason. I don't know. Yeah, I and remember that. he was on the grounds. Like grounds crew that was his work study job, and he got kicked by one. Like, yeah, they were trying to herd him into somewhere. That's what you do with cows, and it like really quickly kicked out at mm-hmm. him, and it hit him. He had a hoof print an inch from his balls. Yeah, ooh, like on the inside of his leg, yeah. dude. I mean, it would have. He would have never had children. No, had it been like an um, inch higher. Holy in a, in a bizarre incident, a cow, crazy. a cow smuggler. Uh, was killed by the same cow which he had stolen and had tried to forcefully transport it. The cow smuggler died on the spot after the cow retaliated and hit him in his private parts. According to the reports, the incident took place in the Hassan district of Karnataka. The deceased identified as... Jo- Karnataka? This, jo- uh, this is not a taco no, news feed? <laughs> Karnataka. <laughs> are, like, are we going to Taco Bell after this? I'm I kind of, that. I kind of want to Taco now. Bell up. I already Dude, we it. totally should. I, I would eaten, eat some fucking tacos. Let's always. eat some fucking tacos. Yeah, let's get this thing wrapped up. I am um, 100% eating tacos tonight. Okay, then we're going to Taco Bell. The incident took place in the Hassan district of Karnataka. The deceased identified as Govind... to get a steak taco. Govindapa. Shredded chicken is legit, man. Govindapa with some non bread. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, fucking shit. Egg. Sour yes. cream, uh, uh, he was 50, a resident of Tiptur Toluk of Tumkur District. <laughs> Did you say that again? Yeah. Say that was again. There, no, seriously. Say that again. Tiptur Toluk of Tumkur District. Fucking look at it. Tell me how you pronounce that shit. Tim Takatur. Like a buckwheat song. Tim Takatur. Tim Takatur. Man um, no, it's buckwheat. It's buckwheat from Saturday Night Live. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I stand by this. 
<laughs> Michael, we had to fucking delete something Seriously. that you said yeah, because right. it was so awful. It's deleted off the right. Uh, the police officials <laughs> confirmed that uh, this guy had stolen the cow near someplace, a village, near some other place. Um, the police said that he traveled almost two kilometers after str- smuggling the cow from a farmhouse and attempted to forcefully transport the cow. While the cow hit him back on his private parts, leaving him dead on the spot. Case oh, has been registered. Wait, he it killed him on the spot. It kicked him in the balls and he died. According to this, according well, to OP, what a way to go. According to OP oh, India shit. News, uh, they're near you if you're in India. A case has been registered in this regard at some police station. The postmortem further confirmed that the accused died on the spot after he was hit on private parts. Yeah, well, kicked him in the balls and killed him. That's what but you do. When you I don't. I don't touch know. Touch God. Kicks you in the nuts. You're dead. Touch God. Kicks you in the nuts. Well, backupnoise.wave. Jesus Christ, Michael. God. Yeah, we're the bad people. That's right. God. Yeah, I think that... I think Alice, that balance, I'm so sorry. I think that balance has shifted <laughs> I'm so sorry, to Alice. Michael. <laughs> she's right? such a wonderful person. I know. And she's written such a wonderful book. I know. And she knew the rest. She will sell negative she's, copies. She's been, on, been, been on this They're going to ask her for money. So we're going to buy like three copies. It's fine. <laughs> She's she knew the risk going in. That's 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 fucking She's listened to this podcast before. <laughs> Michael, dare I ask what you have after a month? Uh product update. Um so Hidden Valley has proposed that uh Pop Tarts make a ranch Pop Tart. Nope. Ooh. Fuck off, man. Oh, I like ranch. Stop it. Just fucking stop. It's them and Oreos. Here he fucking goes. stop. There you go. God damn it, man. <laughs> Here he is. Oh, got strawberry oh, s'mores. That and fucking breweries making yeah. shit out of vagina yeast and pubes and belly button lint. Fucking whale semen. Like, stop it. Just make fucking beer. God. Make pop tart. Make cherry pop tarts and the fucking cinnamon roll and the brown sugar ones. And and make good beer and make Oreos that taste like Oreos. God. Wow. It's been a lot. It's been three he's, weeks since I've heard of Matt been, Albert. He's been pent up a for a while. Pent up aggression. My there, buddy. God, dude. You feel better, old it's faithful? It's a fucking Pop-Tart, dude. Relax. If people want to eat a ranch Pop-Tart, go ahead. Give the people what they want. They want a ranch Pop-Tart. People this will eat, be a number one seller. People eat ranch Pop-Tarts and people who vote for Trump. What do you think the, the, the crust should be flavored? Like a uh, crouton? Crouton okay, crust. not crouton with a ranch. Crouton ranch. Just Pop-tart? eat a crouton. <laughs> Dip it in ranch. God. But why do would, we have to complicate everything? But it wouldn't everything? be in a packet, a little packet. Michael, like croutons a, come in packets at restaurants. It's like the best it's parts a, of salad. Right now, he doesn't even agree with what he's saying. He's doing it just to piss you <laughs> off, and it's working. Oh, dude, I would totally eat a crouton Pop-Tart with... With a nice, with a creamy hidden ranch valley. Center. That's like the it's, best it, parts of it's salad. It's got to be hidden valley or get the fuck out of my face. Put it's a little, the only acceptable ranch. Yeah. Heat it up with the pop to- with, with in the toaster oven. Ooh, hot ranch. And then, oh, no, no, up, no, no, no. And then sprinkle some cheese on there, and you got literally the best parts of a salad <laughs> right there. I think I'd rather eat fish leather. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather. Yeah, I'd rather, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think I'd rather eat that shit. Yeah, oh, you had me until hot ranch. That's yep. so gross. You uh, take your time. But uh, unfortunately, Pop Tart agrees with Matt, uh, and they said, "LOL, no," to Hidden Valley, who was proposing the idea. Um, what a ranch sales down or something like? 
I feel like those would be pretty steady. I feel like, like I mean, here's if the you, thing. I like ranch fine, but I feel like ranch is just highly overhyped. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just a salad dressing. Like, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's herb infused mayonnaise. No, no, it's not. It's mm, not. Sort of. No, it's literally not. Actually, the dress, Same. The, the house dressing at Cafe Pizzeria is literally herb infused mayonnaise. Yeah, it is. It's really it good, though. Delicious. What's yeah. the best ranch? Hidden it's Valley. Hidden Valley. There's not even a. It's there's no close second. Chuck E. Cheese makes some pretty good ranch. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese ranch. God, I hate Chuck E. Cheese. So I'm, not even I'm so glad my kids are over the Chuck oh, E. Cheese. I don't age. think we ever did a Chuck E. Cheese party. We did a couple yeah, of well, them. Man. I've been to them. Uh, I've been recently, <laughs> very yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Ranch, pretty good. Dip your breadstick okay, in. Okay, Michael, let's move on. We've highly, we've, highly recommend. We've ridden this 10. horse into the ground. Let's just move on. All right, uh, product update. Um, Arby's has flipped the vegan meat trend uh, on its head with a meatable, no, a uh, megatable. It's a carrot made out of turkey that oh. looks and tastes almost exactly like a vegetable. Oh, dude, that is gross. See the picture. That's not real, right? Like no, they're not I'm actually sure going to sell this. Um, <laughs> that might be worse than the deer burger or the venison <laughs> burger. H. Yeah. Jump Benjamin, what are you doing? That was the. What gr- are you doing? Hey man, he's cashing in. Who fucking? Cares? I guess, man. But <laughs> it's a megatable, also called a merit. It's a meat carrot. Uh, that was my nickname in high school. It, ta- Boy, that's it looks nasty. and tastes just like an orange vegetable. Like the orange vegetable. Then just eat a fucking orange vegetable. <laughs> just eat a carrot. <laughs> eat a it's, goddamn carrot. But it's, got, feel, but it's got 30 grams of protein in no, it. No, I don't care. I feel like if you're eating a meat carrot, you have, you're have you fucked. Like at that <laughs> point, you are you are a half a step from a massive coronary. And it's got Well, the, so is Captain Pop-Tart Jesus. with cheese on it. Enjoy right your fucking fistula. My God. Um, so... <laughs> So it's got 30 grams of protein. Fistula was my nickname in high school, too. Was it? (laughs) Count Fistula. Yep. Uh, So it's got uh, 70% the recommended daily amount of vitamin A. You know what else does? Fucking carrots. Um, Fistula. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Alice. That's going to be the hashtag. I don't know. We got a couple more on the table that might might win that round. <laughs> um, okay, so Nev- Neville Crawl, uh, Arby's brand executive chef. Oh, says, really? Uh, An the, Arby's chef. Yeah. Boy, somebody flunked out of culinary the, the, school. Yeah. The merit would. <laughs> the merit would uh, roll out in, stra- in stores. Guy Fury the made it, but you couldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> From venison, elk, and duck duck sandwiches. Oh, um, the venison was so It was bad. awful. It was so it was awful. meat and curly fries stacked oh, on that. It was a hunk of deer oh, steak. Gray, gray, gray deer meat. Dry. Oh, it was so God, bad. I remember trying to like it, and I think we yes. said we did. And then I thought about it. I was like, it was re- this is fucking terrible. Off-puttingly chewy. Yeah. Like, it may str- be a little stringy. Like, oh, it was- maybe it's supposed to be said vegetable. Probably vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? Megatable. Megatable. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even catch. I, I didn't either. I was I trying didn't. to figure out what the fuck you were saying. It's a mega table. It's, a, it's huge, huge table, mega table, megatable. I love this so much. I'm re- I really missed all this. I'm not I gonna lie. No, you fucking did. No, I fucking did. I didn't miss it at all. I was dreading it till it happened. 
Like this weekend, I was kind of like, yeah, that oh might be fine. Negatable. Um. Oh, yeah. Man. So it's it's a it's a carrot. All right. Will you please promise me if we keep this going, you will not learn to read? No, I, <laughs> I promise. I sw- solemnly swear. The, this whole podcast is built on his illiteracy. <laughs> like, really. It really kind of is. Oh, <laughs> man. At least I caught it this time after five minutes. <laughs> oh, Megatable. Okay, one more. How many that's more do you got, Michael? That was only the product updates. I got three Michael, more. Michael, that's no, three, not, three not, more. You no. are not fucking doing three no. more. It's 920. I want a taco. We need to be done. All right. Well, I got good news for you. Taco Bell is opening a motherfucking hotel in Palm Springs. Who wants to go? In Palm Springs. Of course, it's in Palm Springs. <laughs> if you're the kind of person who would eat a cheese gordita. I feel gordita, like Sinatra is going to come back from the dead and burn that fucking place to yeah. the ground. Uh-huh. Just out of pure principle. Fly me to God. the moon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it's called The Bell. A Taco Bell hotel and resort. Boy, somebody came up with a brand on that one. <laughs> what do we call it? Hmm. <laughs> the Bell. What about The Bell. It's uh, so they're calling it a taco oasis. Uh. <laughs> How can you love it you know and what? hate it? As far as I'm time? concerned, every Taco Bell the is a pool, fucking oasis. The pool is filled with bah sauce. <laughs> hey, guess how much it costs for one night? Uh, way too Six ninety five. No, about the as much as a no, five dollar box. It's not bad. Hundred and sixty nine. Oh, nice! Nice plus a hundred. Nice nights. Nice plus one hundred. Um, they have seventy rooms. Unfortunately, you can. Oh, had to do the extra. Fuck that up! You come up with a bell, but you can't come up with sixty (laughs) nine. Take one out and make it a janitor's closet. Yeah, seriously, man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to see if they've got any. uh, They have spiked Baja Blast freezes. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um. Plenty yeah. of bell puns. You know this is where he's going for vacation. <laughs> you know he right? would. Yeah. If it wasn't oh, so dude. far away, he would be there in a heartbeat. Um, Let's do a GoFundMe and see if we can get people to pay send to send me us the, out there. Yeah. The taco. Aces. We will film everything while we're out there. We could go to the Center for Action Contemplation, but no. No, no. Yeah, we're we'll going to go to Palm Springs. on the way back when we're the coated in Baja sauce oh, and they've got, Mountain Dew. They've got Hey, that. Richard. God, what's that fucking smell? Get off my property. They got pillows that look like hot sauce packets. This may be the saddest thing I've this ever can't fucking be real. heard. It cannot possibly it's be real. What could the, what's the possible what's the end game for this? Like it's Taco Bell blows away they they're not like there's not like people the missing get married market in share. Taco Bell though. People are gonna go to a Taco Bell it's regardless. Why do you need a goddamn hotel? I like I don't understand. Just what be what you are. You're a shitty, shitty Mexican no, food. Guys, place. this is what they are. This is like this is like the fucking butterfly rising out of the ashes of Taco Bell. It's Wait, a phoenix. It's a dumbass. fucking. It's a fucking. A it's like a butterflies don't rise from they, from their you, fucking cocoon. You jackass! It's like a. This is the center of the chalupa, and it's coming out as a fucking a butterfly rising from the from the ashes. Yeah, I stand by everything uh, I said tonight. Yes, Fox the butterfly from uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Save the day in that That's, one movie. It's my favorite X-Men. <laughs> my next tattoo is going to be a butterfly. butterfly coming out of the flames. Dark butterfly. It's my favorite X-Men movie. God, I missed you. I really did. <laughs> so it's got a, a butterfly kin- rising from the 
<laughs> Cantina. It's it's gonna be great, guys. We should find a butterfly, light it on fire, and see if it rises from the ashes. <laughs> Wait, Michael said it would work. I'm confused. It will. It will I swear? <laughs> Patreon.com. <laughs> then we'll eat it. Oh my god. Oh, oh, all right, man. I'll quit. All right. All right. Hey, can you send those? Buddy? <laughs> no, could you wait for fucking five goddamn motherfucking minutes? We got to talk about Alice Connor here. She's been on here before. You don't need an introduction. Yeah, we kind of do. People don't go back and listen anymore because there's too many goddamn episodes. <laughs> and they're all shit. Yeah, they're all like this one. All right. Alice Connor is an Episcopal priest and a chaplain on a college campus. I don't know why that's funny, but it is. College campus. What? I don't know. Uh, she wrote Fierce that Women. catch up in Warriors kicking in. <laughs> yeah, fine. Clearly. I'm on the sauce. Double sauce. Triple sauce. Uh, she wrote Fierce Women of the Bible and their stories of violence, mercy, bravery, wisdom, sex, and salvation. Can't recommend enough. And her new book, book, How to Human. Uh, also in, a great book. It's uh, an incomplete manual for living in a messed up world is out. You can order it now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's coming out soon. She's not exactly sure when it's coming out. So I think July 16th, I think, is the official, is what she said. 16th, 18th. Something like that. Just, just fucking order it right now. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, just order it. If you want to. Maybe you wanna, it'll show up now. Maybe it'll show up next week. If you want to try and get a free copy, go to Patreon. Dot, I don't know what. what. Twitter.com slash Pastors Podcast. Uh, Alice is also a certified Enneagram teacher. Uh, a stellar pie maker. She uh, lives for challenging conversations. That's fake news until I get a pie. Yeah. <laughs> FYI. Prove yeah. it, Alice. Yeah, uh, you're bullshit, Alice. She has a Send t- a pie or GTF. Calling bullshit on that. <laughs> she has a high tolerance for awkwardness, hence being on this podcast. Uh, she lives in Cincinnati with her husband, two kids, a dog, and no cats. <laughs> Zero cats. Uh, without further ado, here is our conversation with... Alice Connor. Alice Connor. Alice Connor. What are you doing? It's that new thing that kids are into. They talk like this. No, they fucking don't, man. Yeah, they do. You haven't seen that commercial? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hi. Yeah. Alice Connor. (laughs) Who do you think you are? (laughs) You wrote a book. Why? Why? Why are why are you using the voice of my inner monologue? <laughs> Who do you, well, you did you did tell me like that when we were uh, tweeting about you coming back on the podcast uh, that 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 there was some uh, I don't know what how, how you put it it's been Shame. yeah um, the book is really good first of all we're, we're ashamed to be on this podcast yeah. every week so you yeah. fit right in <laughs> welcome to the club of I I was on the the Inglorious Pastors podcast and I survived somehow. Yes. There's t-shirts available online. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to need one. There was talk of prayer before this thing started, and I'm pretty sure God's already checked out, and he <laughs> checked out about six episodes in, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Like, who are these guys? <laughs> um. So, yeah, yeah. So t- tell our audience who hasn't listened to the first two episodes you were on, which go listen. Why wouldn't you go back and listen to this? Right. Uh, who tell- do you think you are? <laughs> I don't know who I am. Uh, I think we are all... Uh, meat bags made of stardust, and wouldn't that be meat bags made of meat? Mm. A bag full of meat is a meat bag. 
Don't try, don't, 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 overthink you know, it, I'll, exp- I'll just, exp- I'll draw a diagram later. <laughs> okay. I, I would love to see you draw a meat bag. <laughs> we'll do a spit take. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alice. So yes. t- tell, tell people who you are. I am Alice. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yes. I am Alice Connor. Uh, as referenced, uh, the voice of my shame is who do you think you are? Uh, perhaps yours is different. Um, I have written a couple of books, most recently How to Human, and I am a campus minister and a mom of two precocious and obnoxious children uh, and a wife of a precocious and obnoxious husband, actually. No, he's he's delightful. Um, gardener, pie maker, procrastinator. Ooh, what kind of pie? Etc. Oh, all the pie. I was going to say, go back to pie. Go back to pie maker. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. What's your favorite pie? Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Uh, I mean, probably like a rhubarb would be classic. Oh, man. Yeah. And like, or any variation of that rhubarb, custard, rhubarb, strawberry, any of that would be delightful. Um, Yeah. I I do particularly love um, a, a, a coconut cream pie. Oh, God. Yeah. Made those in a long time. So hard to beat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah. another, another thing, fun fact. Uh, so Matt has a tattoo that your mm-hmm. uh, husband yes. uh, drew or designed. I don't know. What Not you, specifically he, for my arm. I mean, he might have had your your arm in mind. It does fit nicely on my arm. Yeah, it does. I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. No, my husband did all the illustrations for Fierce. Yep. Uh, and I, I remember when you posted that it was on, I can't remember if it was Twitter or Facebook, but I remember you, I remember you posting that. And I was like, Oh my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so I get, I, I get lots of compliments on it. A lot Good. of compliments on it. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. then your husband listened to one episode of the podcast. Like that sack of shit has my <laughs> picture on his arm. <laughs> that fucking meat bag. You're d- in case you're wondering, your husband's from Brooklyn. His name is Jimmy donuts. <laughs> apparently. That's his name. Uh, no, he was, it was funny because he he was sort of equal parts sort of uh you know overwhelmed and delighted and also sort of why the hell would he put my shitty art on his arm because it's right? not shitty art it was yeah, awesome it's great. yeah it's yeah. great it's man. freaking fantastic by the way if nobody has the book fierce don't just buy it for the artwork because it's a great book but the artwork in it is amazing yeah yeah it, it is it fits. It fits exactly with the book. Like, yeah, it's great. I mean, they're husband yeah. and wife, so that makes sense. But it, it literally does just fit with the whole tone of the book. Yeah, his work is amazing. He does all kinds of really interesting stuff. And uh, I mean, I think a lot of artists have a hard time with it, right? Like they they have a hard time seeing what they're doing clearly. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I guess I should reflect that back to myself as well. Uh, but um, yeah, his his art is beautiful. So run, don't walk. I guess. Yes. I didn't know you were a certified enneagram teacher. I am. Uh, I think that might be since I wrote Fierce. It might be because I don't think we've talked about it. What's your what, what's your what's your sign? What's your number? I fixate at one. What's your sign? <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, one. I, I fixate at one uh, with a with a two wing. Though um, I have noticed quite a bit lately my sort of shifting to 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 lean into that nine wing a bit, uh, which has been. Interesting and helpful, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. So that's Alice. That's Alice. Thanks, Alice. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast. Everyone buy your book. <laughs> so, um, so, so this book, How to Be Human. Um, yes. How to Human. How, 
human. Is it how to human? It's how to oh, human. I typed it out wrong. It's right I, there, buddy. How to I human. It. Yeah. yeah. There's you know, a lot like, of, like how to adult or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, how to human. I was going to give you props for the title. Love the title. I'm an idiot. So It's uh, too yeah. much for Michael Simpleton brain. To yes. Do. <laughs> I, like, I like verbing nouns. And uh, I, I actually wrote into my favorite grammar podcast because, yes, I have one. Um, Boy. <laughs> If anybody else really loves that sort of thing, you should totally look up The Illusionist. Starts with an A, Illusionist. Anyway, she's great. I messaged her and I was like, you should totally do an episode about verbing nouns because that's like people are always making yes. fun of my students for that. And she's like, oh, people have been doing that for centuries. It's not a thing. Huh. <laughs> really? Oh, all right. Did not know that. <laughs> it's an illusion. It's an illusion, Michael. Yeah. The Illusion Podcast by <laughs> Jeffrey Chaucer. Yeah. <laughs> Trick is something a whore does for money. <laughs> yes. There it is. Or cocaine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, how to human or how to be human, if you're Michael. Yes. H- how to human. Uh, how to podcast. Um, how, to- h- how, how to human. Uh, why, why, what made you want to write this book? Who is it for? Oh, it's for everybody all the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it is. I, it is for, I hope, a cross-section of humanity. Like, it's it's not specifically for the church or for college students or something like that. Um, I make a lot of reference to my campus ministry because that I, the, the language I use for that is sort of my campus ministry is like my laboratory for spiritual experimentation, which sounds kind of creepy now that I say it out loud, but that's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> uh, like, it strikes me that so much of what human life is is experimentation. Um, like some of the things that we, we think we know for certain end up like can be disproved or whatever. Um, or, or just, they're not really certain. It's just like, this is, this is what the experimentation I have done so far has suggested to me. So I'm going to continue with this hypothesis or with this theory. Um, but really all we're doing is like, well, I'm gonna try this and see if it works, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, to me, the book is for, people who are ready to do those experiments intentionally rather than sort of just letting your life happen to you, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a whole chapter about doing shit on purpose, which is sort of, yes. Yes. If, if I, I think all the chapters are important, but I think that's kind of one that says like, this is, this is what I'm talking about though. Can, can we do all this shit on purpose? Yeah. As opposed to just randomly. Um, yeah, it's so I, I was reading the book and, and I was kind of going as I was reading, I was kind of t- talking to you on Twitter. Um, yeah. And what's really great about this is, is the uh, you pretty much just say what, what how things should be. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you, you, I mean, I do fixate at one after all. Yes. I know the way things should be. Yes. You so it, it's just like uh, um, the your. Um, you talk about compassion for others. Um, you, you hit on, on both sides of the political spectrum and how, um, you know, there, there should, you talk about political correctness. Um, yeah. you say that political correct correctness is only re- a regimented version of empathy, um, yeah. kindness through language, a concept misunderstood by both the left and the right. Could you talk yeah. about like that aspect of it now? Cause I think, we're seeing that with the, the especially after the democratic debates, people kind of eating their own right now. Um, what? Why is political correctness something that we should be concerned about? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 
Right. Political correctness. I think that, I think the words like a lot of things kind of develop or, or start to carry freight with them over time. Um, I guess my, my literary people would say that's connotation versus denotation, but the point being that, that all language starts to carry freight with it. Um, things start to mean very specific things that maybe they didn't mean originally, or they start to mean sort of lots of complicated things. I've, I've been thinking lately about reparations um, and that, that for, well, nobody's monolithic. I was going to say it means one thing for black people and one thing for white people. That's that itself is an untrue statement because that word means a lot of things to a lot of different people, right? right. For white people in particular, um, of course there's a lot of meanings mm -hmm. to it, but it has a lot of these like really negative and like sort of grasping, uh, I don't know, entitled kind of, uh, experience to it, which, which is not what the words mean. Right. It's, it's really about making amends. Um, but, but we don't see that, right. We see sort of at least decades, if not a century worth of racial history in America when we see that word. Right. Yeah. So, so I think political correctness is similar in the sense that, uh, you know, it, it to me, and I, and I mean, I, I could totally be wrong about all this, right. But it seems like to me, political correctness is, is really about empathy. It's about saying, oh, right. Like when I, if I say I got gypped, I don't think about it. That doesn't strike me as, as particularly meaningful. But then I learn that that's short for gypsy, which is, uh, again, a lot of Westerners don't realize that gypsy itself is a negative term for the Roma. Um, like there's, there's all this like freight in that word. Um, so, so it's not how dare you finger wagging or it, I guess it becomes that right. It's not at its base meant to be finger wagging. It's meant to say, Hey, our words mean something. Yes. Are you aware that this word could be insulting. It could be hurtful. And so then what do I do with that information? Right. It, of course you can use it. You can use the N word all you want. But what is the result of that? Both in people's response to you, which could be negative. Like, sure, of course you can use the N-word. Go for it. Just know that people aren't going to like it and you're going to get pushback, right? Yeah. Uh, but also, like, what is the result of it in terms of empathy? Like, if I use that word against one of my black friends or if I just use it near them, I'm hurting them. Is that something I want to do? Yeah. Right? So all of that, it, to me, is what I mean when I say that um, political correctness is sort of a regimented form of, of empathy. It's, it's grammar. Um, and I'm, I realize I've said this now several times. I am a giant grammar nerd and I love, <laughs> like I've wanted to do a sermon about, uh, prepositions as the word of God in scripture forever, because the way we use prepositions makes a huge difference to, to the meaning that we're communicating. Um, and I say that because, again, language is important. How we speak, words can be weapons. So what if we try to not have our words be weapons? Yeah, right. What concept? I've never <laughs> experienced anybody doing that. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I think everybody just gets along. There's no yeah, divisiveness at all. I don't know I what you're meaning. <laughs> so, uh, um, so obviously that's on some of like the the more blatantly uh nasty ends end yeah. of the spectrum what about like um i i think most uh uh i don't know liberal people could get behind what you just said yeah. but is there a, is there a side of um uh 
of liberalism that can be particularly nasty that that you yeah. see? I would. Well, I was just thinking about that. That that um, anybody can become legalistic. Um, like it's it's it doesn't matter what your actual political or religious persuasion is. Um, it's very easy to fall into the way I see it is right. Um, mm -hmm. whether or not we say it, it's just, this is sort of the experience that I have. Obviously this is the only one, this is the right one. Um, so it's, so it's for sure. Um, in fact, that's, it's a very common thing on a college campus, uh, which tends to be on the more liberal side. They don't have to be, but they tend to be that, that, um, they spend a, like we, we, all of us spend a lot of time on diversity and inclusion. Um, and there's a level at which whether it is spoken aloud or just implied that all people are welcome unless you don't think all people are welcome yeah. in which we're not welcome. <laughs> uh, and I've, and I've had students who've said that to me about their, I had some grad students who said that to me about their undergrad career, that they were actually told that. That, that their conservative experience was not welcome because they thought differently. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's really hard. And, and these, and these two people, it's so interesting. Like the, these two people I'm thinking of are some of the kindest, most thoughtful people. Um, like I, we disagree on a number of things, but, but they are not out there yelling and telling people they're going to hell or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, that, that their experience was not welcome is a problem for liberals that we need to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, and, and by no means we're, we're not saying that, um, you know, I don't know that, it, we've it's, never uh, done that. that we condone, uh, you know, some of the, the worst parts of conservatism or no. even, even some of the best parts are, are the worst parts of, of liberalism. Right. No. Um, and I no, think it's having compassion for each other. Can, can we take, I mean, that's the first chapter is take each other seriously. Can, can we take, people's journeys wherever they have gone from and have arrived at can we take that seriously and believe that this is important to them yeah and i think if, if you want to have any kind of honest conversation about that you have to um come from that frame of like i'm curious about you i i want to know more about why you believe the way that you believe and mm -hmm. and 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 you know it may not be a valid reason for you but it's a valid reason for them and finding out Mm -hmm. Um, why that is the way that it is. Cause, cause not everything is as, um, clear and, uh, black and white as, as we want to portray it to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about the time you met Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you're taking, you're talking specifically about the time I met him in the gas station parking lot. Yeah. We could, we could talk about it the other time too, if you want to, I'm just, <laughs> it's, it's totally up to you. <laughs> yeah i mean that that was i mean would you like me to read it to you no, no, no you don't have to read it to i mean whatever what, no no i thought it was a particularly interesting story <laughs> yeah well so so i i won't read it to you because um people can buy the book and read it themselves but i will say um <laughs> so, so my previous uh church position when i did youth ministry in a, another large church um we had this, like every community develops language around things. And, and one of them was, one of the things we said was, um, whenever somebody happened to come to the door to ask for gas money or groceries or help with rent or whatever it was, uh, we referred to them as Jesus, uh, which is something that had happened. They had started doing that a number of years before I got there. 
um, sort of being reminded of, of the story where Jesus says, whatever you do to the least of these, or, or specifically when he's talking about, um, you know, when you fed me, when you clothed me, that was me. Right. So the point is whenever somebody came to the door needing help or whatever, we refer to those people as Jesus. So where's, you know, where's sister Alice? She's talking to Jesus. That was sort of the thing. So, so I was kind of not, not primed in the sense that I was ready. Cause I really wasn't, I did not expect uh, to meet this guy. Uh, but <laughs> I had gone down the street to get milk for, I guess we were doing the coffee cart or something that day. I went down the street to the, the local sort of mini Mart gas station to, to get milk. And, uh, as I was walking in, I heard somebody walking behind me and I turned around to, you know, open the door for him or whatever. Uh, and it was this, what I first took to be sort of middle-class black dude with a suitcase wearing a suit. Uh, and then we started talking and I was like, Oh, uh, okay. Uh, he was not clearly not entirely there. Um, because he told me, I said, well, how are you doing? He said, I'm Jesus Christ. And I came down off the cross and, and started telling me this whole story. And it was fascinating because like, obviously I didn't really think he was Jesus in a literal sense. Um, but in this sort of mystical sense, he really was right. You know, and, and I ended up buying up a cup of coffee and we chatted a little bit and he ended up walking away and I, I he was clearly a man in pain, you know, mm-hmm. telling me this story about how he loved his father and his father had abandoned him. And I, I didn't know really what to make of it. Um, other than, you know, we, there is this sort of mystical sense in which we do entertain angels unawares. Mm-hmm. Whether they're, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily believe in like winged Birkenstock wearing <laughs> or whatever. But like, I mean, there's a sense in which all of us are that. All of us, not just have the spark of the divine, but but are part of this greater experience of God. And how could we not treat each other like we are that? Yeah, um, and it was just made obvious to me because he told me he was Jesus. So <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the Ram Dass quote: "Basically, treat everyone as if they're God and drag." Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So this book, um, you know, I was I was reading it. I devoured it, man. I I actually I started it yesterday morning and I finished it this morning. Um, nice. So I really couldn't put it down, and it wasn't just because you were coming on the podcast. Like, I could get this done. <laughs> um, Even if it was right, right, but um, I was reading it and it was like simultaneously comforting book and really uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) You know, well, I was that's good. I mean that as a as a compliment because it it challenged me on a lot of things, and I think anybody that reads it, it's going to challenge them. And it was one of those books that I was reading and going, this this book's not going to particularly make a lot of people happy. (laughs) Um. And, and I, I mean, I'm, just, I'm I don't know that that was your intent, um, but right. I think I'm, I'm saying that is, is I think that's good because yeah. it you're trying to sort of force the reader to at least it seemed like you're trying to force the reader to go where are your blind spots? Yeah, like because yeah. we all have them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it really made me think about a lot of mine, and it made me actually like I had started commenting on stuff today, and it was nasty, and I was like, nope, delete. Um, so kudos, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you, you taught Brad you, self-control. You helped me today. So that's something, um, right, one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, but you know, can you, can you talk about like, 
you you seem to be a person. You remind me a lot of like Brandon Andrus, where you're Who? kind of like <laughs> her. Her. Uh, you're kind of like in the middle. That's not the right word because anytime you say middle, you you think like. You're definitely a progressive person. Call it prophetic. They pissed everybody off. Right. Okay. So yes, you're, you're you uh, seem to be a fairly prophetic. I know you're probably going to balk against that title, but like that that seemed that sort of reminded me of what was going. That's sort of what I felt like was going on. Was you were going, listen, fuckers, like, <laughs> like, yeah, none of us are right here. Like, yeah. And there was something you said that uh, as I was reading it that I wrote down and. I want you to sort of answer this because I think this is one of the things I think I can see some of our listeners balking at. Um, But you said disagreeing doesn't require that one of us is wrong or less than. So I can already hear like our listeners who would read something like that and push back and go, no, but there is wrong and right. Like they will read that as no, 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 that person is wrong. Like that person is saying that it's okay to, put kids in cages which is wrong so can you sort of answer (laughs) that from your prophetic perspective oh my gosh um yeah so i've actually been wrestling with this a lot uh i think i mentioned in one of those chapters about um so anthony DeMello, maybe who who says yeah it's it's everything is exactly as it should be. Right. Like, is it? Right. <laughs> Boy, it sure doesn't look like it. Um, and I, like I've legitimately been wrestling with that. I went this last week, I went to see my spiritual director and we talked about it quite a bit. Um, cause I'm, I'm struggling with a number of things and I mean, sort of personal and worldwide. Right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I look at it and go, this is, this is not right. This is not good. Like alcoholism is not neutral. <laughs> It is bad. Right. Uh, yeah. And I don't know that I necessarily have an answer for that. Um, except that something else that is, is my discomfort with alcoholism. Right. And by the way, not mine. I'm, I'm right. thinking specifically of other people. It's fine sure. if I were. I just want to make sure I'm not articulating something that is not actually my journey. No, um, you're good. Uh, like, So, so, so where I am currently, right? This is, I don't know that this is necessarily where I'm going to land. Um, but this is where I'm, I'm sort of struggling where I'm thinking right now is things like alcoholism exist, but so do things like families and friends of alcoholics feeling uncomfortable with it or the alcoholics themselves struggling with it. Right. So, and I'm not saying like that there's like some cosmic scale that makes those things balance out. I think that's kind of bullshit. So we, we talked about Enneagram at the beginning and there's a, there's a thing that I have also been struggling with, but also found very helpful, um, that maybe you guys know about, maybe you don't, I don't know. Um, each type has what is called a holy idea. Uh, and the holy idea of the one is holy perfection. Now you would think that would be terrible because <laughs> it's struggle with perfection. Like right. obviously there is a perfect way to be and respond to things. And I know what it is. Um, <laughs> But that's not, that's not what holy perfection is. Holy perfection is accepting the world as it is, as opposed to what you think it ought to be or what you want it to be. Now you'll notice that that doesn't necessarily mean that you like it. Right. Fucking that, A. That's great. You know, it's the question of this is what it actually is. 
So then what? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think that's uh, I think that just fits really well into the idea of just being present. Like yeah. to be present is to look around and go, well, this is it. This is, yeah. And, and you, it doesn't mean that you don't work toward right something better or making whatever that is better. But in the moment is to not be worrying about the future and agonizing right. over the past, but to go, okay, so this is the this is what it is right now. Mm-hmm. So whether that's, it's almost to look at it without a judgment. Yeah. How, so is, how do respond to this as it is yes yeah which is really really hard (laughs) there's a a a quote from your book that really ties well into this and i think this is a a big problem we've got uh by and large as a society right now but you say the problem is we've begun to conflate safe with comfortable as conflict arises we get more extreme in our thinking people who need safe spaces begin to believe that they deserve to be safe from being offended as well as physically safe and people who think safe spaces are ridiculous mock the people who need them. Um, the, the idea that, uh, that we protect ourselves from, uh, anything that makes us uncomfortable, I yeah. think. Whereas if we're fully present, we would walk towards that uncomfortableness or, or not be able to, to just sit with it. Yeah. Be able to sit with it. And not yeah. not in in an earnest attempt to 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 hide it or fade it or fix it, you know. Right. We right. can just let it be what it is, mm-hmm. um, and 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 you know sometimes being uncomfortable is what uh, brings positive change. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. I mean, I think I think that one of the examples I used was about cancer. That that someone who actually has cancer. Presumably, I mean, I haven't had it, but presumably there's a level at which you feel unsafe. Like, sure, right, yeah. literally die from this. Um, but someone who doesn't have cancer and who is hearing someone talk about it, maybe talking about, say, the the effects of chemotherapy or something like that, where it, it makes you throw up all the time or whatever. Like that, may, like if you hear that, you might feel really uncomfortable about it. But but that sense of being uncomfortable is not unsafe. But we we do, as you were saying, that we we do tend to make those things be the same thing, um, and they're not. And the reason is, I, I, to me, the reason it's important to separate them is because when we're uncomfortable, is typically when we're most likely to learn, yep. most likely yeah. to grow. Um, certainly not always, but when we are very cozy and comfortable, we don't tend to want to change it. So we don't tend to to grow and learn. And when we're deeply unsafe, there's no energy for that. Yeah. No? It's when the shit hits the fan that we start to think, oh, gosh, maybe it's in the aftermath of of all that uh, change and turmoil that we really learn the biggest lessons. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important to ask ourselves, because because I suspect there are times when when our discomfort makes us feel unsafe – like the, the, the experience we have is that we are entirely unsafe, but that it's important to ask ourselves as, as carefully as we can. Is that true? Is that narrative actually true? So like I, I was thinking about the, and I'm sure it's still happening, but there was a brief period of time when there were a whole lot of videos that were getting posted on social media of white people calling the police on black people for nothing really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm sure that's still happening, but there was sort of a, there was a moment when it was really visible. Um, and I suspect 
that I'm sure that there was some entitlement happening there too. Like I'm right. The way I'm doing things is supposed to be the right way. But I suspect there was also some level at which the people who are calling the police felt unsafe. Yeah. But they weren't unsafe. Right. <laughs> right. So sort of even noticing that difference too. Um, that, and that's, a, I mean, that's a lot to ask because it's hard. I mean, our, our, we've evolved to, to fight, flight, flee. That's the same thing. Fight, flight, freeze. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we've evolved to be in that space. And so our immediate reaction is one of those as opposed to let me pause and think. Right. What am I actually feeling? But that's what I'm trying to, to challenge people. And I'm I, like, I want to say, I'm really glad that you picked up on that, that like, I'm trying to challenge, actually you, you use the word force. Uh, I would like to think that I'm trying to invite. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a better word. Yeah. A strong invitation to something unpleasant, but <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you always have a choice. You have agency. So I guess there's a level at which you could not take my invitation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I want to invite people into something that is more difficult um, and, and at times unpleasant, but it isn't always. I mean, I, I think, I think it's been a while since I reread this, but I think, I think it's the conclusion where I talk about how spoiler it doesn't alert. be, yeah, spoiler alert at the end of the book. Um, it doesn't have to be hard. Um, or it doesn't have to be horrible, I guess. It, it probably will be hard, but it doesn't have to be horrible. Um, that that it can be delightful. This is an invitation to sort of a yes and to a to an opening up to a blossoming, I guess. Um, and it, there will be pain associated with it, but it can be fun too. <laughs> uh, I was I was actually thinking the other day. Um, one of my students has been reading some uh, some. Oh gosh, who was it? Meister Eckhart, I think. Um, and the particular translation she was reading, uh, the line was something like, um, nothing can stop God when he is having fun creating, which is such a great line. <laughs> and she looked at me with almost, almost tears in her eyes. And she said, God had fun making me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, on the one hand it is hard. It is uncomfortable. On the other hand, there's some delight and some fun, or there can be. Yes. So. Um, so you, you talk about costumes in the book a little bit, um, mm -hmm. and, and even that uh, our personalities are a form of a costume, uh, communicating a, a little bit about ourselves and, and hiding ourselves as well. Uh, it's something I've been thinking and, and meditating on a lot. Um I've come to, to that conclusion too, that, that our personalities are our way to hide who we feel deep inside. Um, especially with social media, it's, it's made very, very evident, um, that we are projecting, uh, an image. Um, and I don't mean just Instagram. I mean, with the words we choose with yeah. the, even the people we follow, um, it, it's projecting, uh, something that we want ourselves to be known about. Um, Everything is a is a show of ego, but not all ego is bad. Um, and, and I'd say that there are uh, people who are selfless and doing good things that are still virtue signaling uh, and, and 
they believe what they're doing is important. Not, not to say that it's not important, but it, mm-hmm. it's, they, they want people to, to think that what they're doing is important. Um, so, sure. um, that's another phrase that has a lot of freight with it too. Yeah. It gets used a lot by MRAs against anybody who's even vaguely liberal. <laughs> and it's like, how dare you? Blah, blah, blah. Everything you're doing is virtue signaling with the assumption that I don't actually care about the things I'm doing or saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, but it, I just want to throw that out there. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. So, um, do we, do we do, do we do good things because it's the right thing and it's a moral obligation or do we do good things because we want to be perceived to be a good person, <laughs> uh, yeah. and ultimately yes. project a brand. Um, <laughs> what'd you say? Yeah. I mean, the answer is yes. It's not <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> yeah. So what do I do with my hands? <laughs> well, with that matter, with that knowledge, does it matter? Um, does intent matter, uh, or does the end justify the means? Mm-hmm. And is it yeah. possible to take that costume off? Yes. <laughs> there's, there's a lot there. That's like the longest question I've ever written. It's like 18 questions in one. No, it's not. It's, it, there's not an answer to that. I mean, yeah, all of that stuff. Sometimes the end does justify the means, I think. I don't know if I have an example for that right now, but other times, no, absolutely not. Of course not. Most of the time, no. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, I was just saying to my husband, and I, again, I, I don't know that everybody has to agree with me on this for sure, um, but I was, I was saying to him earlier, like, I support a lot of the stuff that Antifa stands for, um, like anti-fascism, 100%. Right. Like, definitely seems, not. Seems like that shouldn't be something we disagree on. Right. But I don't personally do not believe that violence is the way to respond to it. Um, Again, you don't have to agree with me on that, but that's, that's just where I sit is that's not a good answer. Um, I'm not sure what the answer is (laughs) necessarily, Uh, but you see what I'm saying? There's, there's sort of complexity involved there. I don't think that the answer to sort of massive government violence is to be violent ourselves. Um, that to me, that would be trying to justify the means by getting to a good end. Um, but maybe sometimes not necessarily violence, but maybe there, maybe there are other times when the end does justify the means. Um, not, not everything is, is binary. Not everything is, is, is zero. Very little in life is binary. What did you say? Very little in life is binary is black and white. Like, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to say, because again, it's gonna be literally every situation gonna be. Can is this? Does the end justify the means here, or yeah. does it not? And it's literally gonna be every single situation is gonna be completely different. There's not a silver bullet for it. I've heard people say before that Christianity, or I should say, Western Christianity, owes more to Plato than it does to Jesus, uh, in the sense that sort of Plato was into that kind of binary thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Among other things, I, I know it's more complicated than that, but uh, <laughs> uh, not much more. <laughs> I mean, Western Christianity is very, very Greek. I mean, it, it very oh, much is very Hellenized. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, when I, when I teach Enneagram, I typically start with the symbol itself rather than the types. Um, cause I find that a lot of people find conversation about the types to be like a box. I always say it's, it's not a box, it's a door. Um, but whatever, uh, I, I talk about the shape first and I talk about the like the circle, the triangle and the hexad. I won't give you the whole lecture right now, but I'll tell you the triangle. One of the many things the triangle is about in that symbol is non-dualism. 
um, which means a lot of things, of course, but at the very least, it means non-binary. Yeah, yeah. Before we find ourselves in a space of it's one thing or the other, we need to be able. We need to try to take a step back and say, well, there's there's going to be at least a third option. Um, it could be a mix of the two, but it may be something wholly other. Um, now that does not guarantee that any of those choices are good or or pleasant, but there are multiple options. Right. Anytime someone says I don't have a choice, well, you may have a shitty choice. But you right. Still- do you have any advice on how to start uh, taking that, that mask off or that costume off? Uh, what are some things that we can do to shred that or start taking some of those veils off that we put on? Well, the first thing is you have to be able to see it. Um, I mean, you have to notice that you are wearing a costume uh, or a veil or whatever, whatever language you want to use. Um, and that's, that's sort of step one. And, in any self-awareness work is do I, do I even notice that there are particular patterns of behavior that I fall into? Do I notice, um, do I notice that I feel sad a lot or I feel defensive a lot or whatever, whatever the stuff is, right? What do I even see myself at all? Um, like that is literally the first step and is probably the hardest part. Um, though, (laughs) Have you guys read the book Holes? By, is it Louis Sakar? Oh man, the 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 YA or it's like a yeah. it's like a turned that into a, a Shia, La, film. Shia LaBeouf vehicle. Yeah, it is. Yes, yes. Shia LaBeouf is in it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the book is well. The, the the movie is actually really faithful interpretation, but the the book is fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite parts of it is he. So the kid has to go to this like work camp or whatever, and the work they have to do is dig holes, and they have to be. I think it's five feet wide by five feet deep and they, their shovel is five feet long. So they did, they did, they, 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 excuse me, they dig these holes. So he goes out and it's miserable and his, his hands are covered in blisters and it's hot and it's, it's just the worst. And everybody says to him, the first hole is the hardest. And like, like that keeps going. Okay, fine. So he goes out the next day and he starts to dig a second hole and his, his hands are all blistered from the day before and he's hot and it's high and it's horrible. And everybody goes, second hole is the hardest. <laughs> <That's> the- <laughs> third day it's exactly as everyone is the hardest uh <laughs> i would say seeing your seeing yourself clearly even if it's just a little bit of yourself clearly is the hardest thing yeah until the next thing yeah <laughs> i'm at the i'm at the stage where i see a lot of things clearly at least in my mind i think i see a lot of things clearly and it's just like i i can't shut that off right. <laughs> and yeah. i wish yeah. i i wish i could on some level be like, yeah, I, I think, I think the second step is, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't remember if I said this exactly in the book, but I'm, I'm thinking about my own experience of this. And I don't, I don't really even like talking about steps necessarily. It's just sort of the flow of it. Um, I think that the next thing that sort of happens naturally, uh, well maybe actually, no, it probably doesn't happen naturally. We need to do it intentionally. Uh, is, <laughs> Once you start to see yourself clearly, I think these things happen almost simultaneously uh, or they overlap a little bit. Once you start to see yourself clearly, um, the next step is to be gentle with yourself. Yep. Yeah. So I start to see myself clearly like my first major self-awareness revelation in, say, I don't know, my 20s, I guess, uh, was that I'm angry all the damn time. Um yeah. 
and and I'm not when I and I say that and people are like I don't see you as angry all the time. Well, no, I mean sometimes I'm I look resentful or irritated, but those are all versions of anger. Um, and I didn't know that I was angry all the time. I, I had this sudden awareness of oh, all those times that people said to me, "Why are you so angry?" and I said, "I'm not angry." <laughs> <laughs> like, well, now I'm angry because you pointed it out. Um, like, the the first part was oh. Oh, I am though. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, how do I feel about that? And I didn't for a long time do that next thing, which was to be gentle with myself. I felt really shitty about how angry I was. I I, I made myself miserable thinking about how miserable I had made other people by being angry. <laughs> it's a sort of complex, complicated situation. So my my goal now in my life is to be able to hold those things gently, whether it's anger. Or if I if I feel really sad about something, not to push that away, uh, or to to move quickly to anger because that's more comfortable for me, weirdly. Um, but to just sit with it and go, yeah, yeah, I am sad. That's okay for now. Um, or or whatever the thing, whatever it is that you see in yourself, to look at that with the eyes of love, to to look at that with the eyes of holy perfection, perhaps. Um, and to, to neither the, the the Buddhist tradition is to neither cling nor reject nor be indifferent, to hold loosely with love. Yeah. yeah. Also very hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's but not something that happens overnight. It's so easy. I think a lot of people see Enneagram work as sort of oh well, it's going to point at all the things that are wrong with me, uh, and I should feel shitty about myself. And like whatever whatever self awareness work we're talking about, whether it's my book or something else, to to be able to see it does not mean therefore that you then need to feel bad about yourself about right. it. Yeah. That's, it's, that's my tendency. And that's, and that's, it's so counterproductive. And I mean, that, when I went to start going to counseling 16 months ago or whenever it was, good. What, that, it's, it's been the best thing I ever did. I wish I had done it years ago. Um, I mean, that's one of the things that they say is that, look, this is not, this is you just bringing everything to the surface so it can be dealt with. It's not, it's not to, to make you feel like a piece of shit. It's not to, to do any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it very easily does until you realize that, Oh, bringing it to the surface is what's going to make it is what's going to help it to heal. Finally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You, I, and mm-hmm. you become a totally different person because of that. Yeah. It's the, a, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's that fight or flight. Um, thing typically we want to either fight what somebody is saying about us or or run away from what somebody is saying about us or are the hard truths about ourselves yeah um yeah well and i think a a good counselor or a good you know spiritual advisor or something will they're not going to tell they shouldn't be telling you what they see as your problems they should be helping you yeah dig them up yourself because it's less likely to cause that fight or flight reaction yep. um yep. or flee rea- you know that the fleeing reaction if it's you that goes oh i get that now i see where that came from yeah. my spiritual director does a lot of uh listening and then goes mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which then encourages me to keep going <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's great <laughs> that's great I've, I've been seeing her for oh let's see 2009 no, 2008. No, what am I saying? 2006. Wow. 13 years? Yeah. She's one of the longest relationships of my life. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Well, speaking of, uh, speaking of relationships, let's talk about conflict. 
Um, because you do talk about conflict in the book and healthy conflict, which nobody has nowadays. Mostly it's mostly just fighting people on Twitter. Um, in both with our, you know, it's, it's conflict both with our internal self and our external enemies. And there's a quote that we heard one time that the, the war is the inability to have conflict. Um, I think it was what, Pete Rollins said that. Maybe. I heard him say I think that, I've, but I don't know if it was original. Uh, yeah, but I've heard him say Jesus, it. Somebody, this guy named says Jesus. Here his name is a Jesus. John the Baptist. Um, that's what Pete Rollins would say. Yeah, it, it very much does. Uh, that and that. So that quote, plus you know, so much of what you're talking about in the book, it, it almost makes me wonder if so much of our online sniping at people and 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 all that really stems from our inability to just have actual conflict. Yeah. Does does he mean, or do you mean when you when you quote him? Are you thinking of like the inability to sort of sit with conflict or yes. to have productive conflict? Yes, the, the like the inability to like like war is just basically I'm not gonna I can't deal with the shit between us, so I'll just kill you. Yeah, and I think that's essentially what you see online today. I mean, it's essentially there's no healthy conflict. There's no. What's the what's what's behind what's happening here? It's all just fuck you, no fuck you, or snark, or, or it's yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, or go fuck yourself. That's my go-to. Um, but like, none of that helps. And like, I, I could man, as I read this entire book, I just kept coming back to like everything came back to like social media for me, like, mm-hmm. and not and not just I mean for myself, but just in what you see, like. That there's no, it's just so, it's so deeply unhealthy. And it just feels like our inability to actually deal with our own shit and deal with the actual shit between each other, we would rather just snipe at each other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, would you agree with that? Or is there, do you think there's more yeah. to it than that? Yeah. I mean, I, does it, does it come back to sort of not being able to take each other seriously? I mean, I, I, I like think, I, I th- sure. Yeah. I think a lot about, I'm thinking a lot about race these days. Um, and I'm thinking like <clears throat> how often are our black siblings being told that what they have experienced wasn't real. Right. Um, or, or that their reaction to something is wrong. Um, as opposed to listening be- because what, because so much of what they're saying indicts all of us. Right. It's not it's not you said the N word. It's, uh, you know, I was sitting in my car uh, finishing up a conversation with my wife, excuse me, my wife in front of the gym that I go to and have a membership to. And a policeman came over and made me get out of my car and threw my phone away <laughs> because I'm I, I seemed threatening. Right. You know, and, and the responses to that, I mean, this is something that happened in Cincinnati a couple of years ago. I mean, lots of these things happen all the time, but I, I remember a friend of mine posting about this, um, you know, and, and how many of the responses to him say to him sharing this story that happened to him were, well, you must have been acting threatening, you know, or, or something like that. And it's like, why can't we take him seriously that he was just a dude? And in fact, maybe there's something else going on, but we see, we perceive that as a threat. Like so, so much of so much of that conflict is a desire not to take the other person's experience seriously, but also more to the point to not have to change ourselves. Right. Like I may be shitty. I may be experiencing a lot of difficult stuff, but it's my stuff. And anything that you say that's different is threatening to me. Right. 
Uh, I mean, lots of people have said, you know, to to people in power, the existence of equality looks like a threat or whatever. Um, like it's it's that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that like that. I think that makes total sense. Like to avoid that conflict, to avoid that internal struggle, will just destroy the other person, right. whether it's verbally or with a gun. Uh, I mean, that's I think that's what Dylan Roof did in in South Carolina. Like his experience of black people in the world was that they were a threat um, to to his understanding of the world, and so he killed a bunch. Yeah. Oh man, we could we could go. We've only got thirty four more questions. Yeah, thirty four <laughs> more questions. Um, can we ask? Can we do one more? Because I think this this last one yeah. on here. I think I want to do a lightning round. Oh, too, we can do yes. a light man. It's, Dude, our, it's pod- our podcast. If we want it to be three well, hours long, we will. Well, they haven't had Alice one in like three weeks, so they're they're jonesing for more content. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh, that's right. This is the first one from from your hiatus. Yeah, yeah. You, you made us come back, Alice. I did. I did. It's your fault. I, I invited you to come back. I'm pretty sure if we if we didn't uh, have a guest this week, we probably would have came probably back. Probably not. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but you you are what kept us going. Oh, good. I'm, right. Am I perhaps the wind beneath your wings? Yes, you <laughs> indeed. are the wind beneath our wings. Yes. All right. So I just one more question about that because I think it ties into what we just talked about. That there's a chapter on ambiguity. Yes. Um, and I want to talk about have you just talk a little bit, of, just a couple minutes about the the problem of facing of placing moral judgments on everything because that that is. Yeah. I don't know if it's strictly a liberal thing, but it feels like strictly a liberal thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know everybody does it, but it, it feels like that especially as just terrible as things are right now in this country, especially for people that are not white and rich, um, or I guess just white. Um, it just seems like it's just, and again, this goes back to like Brassett, social media. It, we just, we immediately just place moral judgments on literally everything. And, and rightfully some things should have a moral judgment placed on it. But I yeah. think too often, you know, going back to virtue signaling, I think there's just too much that doesn't necessarily need that. Anyway, can you just, just talk about the moral judgments for a minute and just ambiguity. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I come from a tradition that, um, I guess it depends on the person you're talking to, but I have heard people say that Episcopalians in particular are, have a healthy appreciation <coughs> of ambiguity. Um, and that, that rang through to me that from my experience, um, that th- things don't have to be one thing or another. They can be a mix of things, like like that that binary conversation we yeah. were having. Um, none of us have pure motivations, really. Um, you know, am I, am I working at the soup kitchen because I really want to help people who are hungry, or does it make me feel good, or does it make me look good? Like, sure, all of it. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure it's helpful to to try to get to a place of pure motivation. Um, a, I'm not sure you can, but B, I don't. For what purpose? Like, it might be more helpful just to notice what your motivations are. Right. Um, and, and again, not to put a judgment on them just to notice, you know, here I am doing this. Like I've been thinking about, um, the marketing for this book and how much of it is like constantly posting on various social media, like, Hey, the book came (laughs) hashtag embrace ambiguity, whatever, like all this kind of stuff. And like having to get like literally having to send out so many emails like, Hey, you should totally have me on your podcast. Hey, you should totally have me on your podcast. Hey, you, you know, all this kind of stuff. And like, part of me looks at that and goes, this is just self aggrandizing. Like just let the book stand for itself. And the other part of me is like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess it could be. But on the other hand, like I do want people to read it 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I do have the motivation that I want. I want it to be in front of people so they can see it. Not, not because I need to make a lot of money from it because I, I don't make a ton of money from it. Like I, I, I feel strongly about what I wrote about. It's why I right. wrote the damn thing. And it's the same from fierce. Like it's the same. I just, I want people to see it. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's a mix there. Yeah, I, I definitely like feel that whenever like even with the promotion of this podcast, like I, I yeah. it's there's like a weird feeling of like I, I want obviously I'm I've got a podcast. I feel I have enough ego to, to say that, hey, I should do a podcast um, and maybe somebody will listen to it. So it, I understand. I totally get that. It's a weird feeling like you have stuff you want to say and you want somebody to listen to it. But at the same time, you're presenting yourself out there in a way that um, feels like you're selling something. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I sort of am. Yeah. And yeah. so are we. I mean, right? really. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, and in terms of putting a judgment on it, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it goes back to that question of, you know, are, are things good or bad? I mean, I guess some things are, some things aren't. Um, I, I think we, we, I'm not sure if this is the heart of your question, but I do think that we tend to, we tend to put a moral judgment on everything. Um, and there's lots of things that aren't judgeable really. Uh, they just, I mean like I'm thinking, I'm literally looking out the window of my house at this tree that's in front of my house. And I'm sure someone might look at this tree and go, that's too big. You should cut it down. And sort of that too big suggesting that it's, it's bad at the size it is or where it is or whatever. Uh, and I, I mean, I like it, so I would put a positive judgment on it. <laughs> but ultimately, it's just a tree growing in the ground. It doesn't have a, or, or like, if, if you want to put something more toothy in this this particular part of the conversation, like a forest fire is neither good nor bad. It's just a fire. It's a it's a thing that the world does sometimes. What makes it bad, or what makes us perceive it as bad? is that we have built settlements in spaces that for hundreds of years have been places where forest fires rush through in an effort to recreate the natural landscape, right? Like that's, the fire just happens. It's bad because people live there. Yeah. Right. So there's, and and I, and I just think it's important to notice that. I don't know that it necessarily has a heavy implication for like a policy decision or something like that. It's just something to, it's, it's more information. Is this actually as good or bad as I am saying it is? Is this actually as threatening as I feel it is? Am I actually unsafe or whatever? Maybe not. I think it's, no, I think it's, I think it's going back to just being, trying to be in present. Yeah. Because I think we're present. If we're truly present, we don't automatically skip to judgments. We're not right. constantly judging everything. We're just taking it in as it is. Yes. Also, just to, to add a little bit of meta to this, uh, you can be truly present to your noticing that you weren't truly present. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Like, Absolutely. Uh, I just did that. Thing. I just, I went to an Al-Anon meeting this morning that was really helpful about that. Just sort of the, the sort of awareness of, you know, we, I can't remember if it's six or seventh step, we, we are ready to have God remove all defects of character. Uh, and that doesn't mean that God is going to remove all those defects of character permanently. It means like for now, right. (laughs) I would like to not have this (laughs) and I'll wake up tomorrow and whoop, there it is again. Yep. (laughs) But then to have a sense of humor about that too. Yes. Like, Oh, there it is back on my bullshit. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a great way to put it. 
Oh man. So everyone needs to go buy the book, uh, aliceconnor.com. Do you, do you have links on there yet? Oh, there's tons of links all over the place. Lots of <laughs> links. You can get any, any of your favorite bookstores, uh, slash online mega corporations. We'll have it. Yep. Tell them that you need this book. Alice Connor, two O's and Connor. To, not, well, not, not together. Two O's and two N's. No, it's not Cooner. I didn't say that. It's a two two O's, two N's. How, a C and an R. That, yes. That's actually the misprint they had to type as they yeah. spelled it Cooner instead of uh, Connor. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, so everyone go buy the book. Uh, we're going to give away some copies on Twitter. I, yeah, sure. I, we, we didn't discuss this beforehand, but I just made it. Well, why not? No, I mean, like we would say I think no we're all on board. Yeah. Um, so... So twitter.com slash pastors podcast if you want to get a free copy. Otherwise, buy a copy and then try and win a free one, too. Um, yes. And give one to a friend. Or a just friend. buy three copies. Michael, <laughs> we, they get the point. All right. Yeah. Um, so do you have time for like some s- silly questions? I do. I'm ready. All right. Uh, in the book, you mentioned going to comic and gaming conventions. Yes. Uh, what is your fandom? Oh, God. One? Uh, well, or fandoms. Uh, That's fine. Okay, so my my very first fan fiction fandom that I fell in love with was uh Harry Potter and specifically the Harry slash Draco fan fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Um, <laughs> is that where they're gay? Love is that where they do it? Is it what? Well, yeah, that's, that's where they did do he it. shove his wand? He up. puts his Slytherin in his in his Gryffindor. Oh, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm certain that's been written. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, we needed yeah. a hashtag for this episode, so. Uh, <laughs> any other fandoms? I mean, like, in terms of board games, it's it's sort of, like, complicated German strategy games, but also <laughs> kind of... I also really like abstract board games. Um, like, uh, like, Dimension is really good. I'll just, I'll just name drop that one. You should go check that one out. It's great. Okay, speaking of German board games, uh, yeah. be- what's the best Settlers of Catan strategy, Longest Road or Largest Army? Oh, you need both. You need both. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you really want to win Settlers of Catan, you have to get uh, development cards. Like that's development cards heads hands down. That's where it's at. You heard it here first. Yeah, breaking yep. news. <laughs> um so uh so, so do you call it okay, so everyone I hear everyone say it uh call it Catan. I always just called it Settlers growing up because I played it back when it, before it was in Walmart and Target. Right, right, right. What do you, what, what did you call it? I didn't play it growing up. Uh, that Settlers of Catan was my gateway drug to uh, other kinds of games. Yeah. Um, and I think my friend who introduced it to me called it Catan. Catan. Uh, Ooh, fancy. I don't know. Like Chris Catan. Yes, that was Catan also. Oh, see, it's just confusing. Yeah. What about? In fact, uh, I think he invented the game. Did he? About, I think he did too. Baton. Did he? House tuber. Okay. Um, what makes a sandwich a sandwich? Uh, bread on multiple sides. Well, no, not multiple sides. Bread uh, with filling of some kind that is intended, and the bread is intended to keep your hands clean, but it may or may not do so. If you fold a pizza, is it a sandwich? Yes. What about a burrito? Wait, a folded pizza is a sandwich? Burritos are sandwich adjacent, and you will not change my mind. Uh, folded pizza, though. I don't know if I can no. get on board with that. I will. I'll share this as well, and maybe. You what if you put two pizzas on top of each other with the the, the ingredients like touching? Well, that would be a pizza or a sandwich. sandwich. Uh, so let me just throw this out there really quick. Um, I heard about recently the food cube. Are you familiar with this? No. no. 
Googling, All right, just imagine now. Just imagine if you had some sort of contraption in which you could put any kind of food that automatically made it into a cube shape. Okay. okay. If there's carbohydrate on one side, it's toast. If there's carbohydrate on two sides, it's a sandwich. Three sides, it's a taco. Four sides, it's sushi. Five sides, it's quiche. And six sides, it's a calzone. I find this to be a very fascinating typology for sandwiches mm. slash food. Interesting. What about a hot dog? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Okay. Uh, she thinks folded pizza is a sandwich. Cube, probably a hot dog is too. Cuberule.com. The I cube have a rule of food identification. Sense. It's a liberal sense of what makes something a sandwich. All right. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely. Yeah, pineapple. I totally agree. I think you said the book, Fight Me. Yes. <laughs> it gave me a good I laugh. I think I originally had Die Mad about it, and my editor was like, is there a less aggressive way of saying this? I don't know. I kind of like Die Mad. <laughs> That's amazing. Dang it. That should have been. Yeah. That should... the, I wanted to have like the Obama eyes, like the, the yes. parish. That's so that. great. Uh, does ketchup belong on hot dogs? Sure, why not? Well, ask Brad. No, ketchup doesn't belong on yeah, hot dogs. It, nope, we're not doing if this. If you want a hot dog, put whatever you want on it. I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> Boy, a Pop-Tart is a sandwich. I did not... No, somebody somebody then said, a sandwich. Sure. Uh, Pop-Tarts are a kind of ravioli. Yes. And Pop-Tarts <laughs> tweeted back, excuse me, ravioli are a kind of Pop-Tart. <laughs> I've also heard of the, the argument that a car is a ravioli because people are the filling. <laughs> Meat bags, if you will. Uh, yes. Full circle on that. Yep. Um, I mean, you just donuts. If you were a Care Bear, which one would you be? Oh, Lord, I don't remember the Care Bears. I don't either. I like the brown one. Lionel? No, that's no, something else. That's a lion. I'm pretty sure that's Thunder Lionheart is what I was thinking of. Lionheart. Tender Heart? Tender Heart. Was it Tender Heart? I think that was the one with the big heart and his brown. I need to do re more research on this question before I ask it next time. I think that would be Tender Heart Bear. Tender Heart Bear. Uh, what's what's heart. the best sitcom theme song? Oh, God. I don't know. Probably like The Good Place. What's the theme song of The Good Place? Oh, I don't know. Something I mean, I was like that. Winger? I was thinking something more, by Chris Tomlin. I, I was think, thinking Perfect it? Strangers on, on his, uh, honestly. Uh, it's Oceans by I mean, song. Friends is really troubling in retrospect, but the, the theme song was very catchy. Yeah, I'll be there for you. <laughs> are you talking about the show is <laughs> troubling or the, the theme song is troubling? This cube? No, no, no. The, the show is troubling in retrospect. Oh, yeah, yeah it yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. I'm still looking at cuberule.com and they classify pumpkin pie as toast. <laughs> <laughs> really? I would have said that was a quiche. Nope. It's just a pumpkin pie slice is toast, and so is nigiri sushi. Well, okay, a pumpkin pie slice I would call toast, yeah, and nigiri would also be toast. Yeah, that's accurate. So yeah. great. Thank you so much for turning me onto this website. I'm yeah, so this is pretty great. It's fantastic. <laughs> would you rather never talk again or always say what you think? I already always say what I think. <laughs> Pins in a blanket of sushi. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is great. Oh, okay, I'll get um, off there now. What is, what is what is the last concert you attended? Uh, the last concert I attended. David Crowder. Uh, um, Chris Tomlin. What was yours? David Crowder, Chris Tomlin. Is that you? <laughs> no, that's not us. No. He's projecting that onto you. <laughs> oh my god, but Crowder is uh, He's problematic. What a neo-fundamentalist. Yes, he is. Yeah. 
What's up with that guy? Yeah, I um, don't know. I think probably like the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra. I took my son last year. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was a good uh, time. The symphony was the last concert I went to. Actually. Nice. Yeah. We're Dar- so erudite. We're so what? Erudite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the first word that comes to mind when I think of Matt. <laughs> There's lots of words that come to mind when you think of me. Yeah, that's not, that's one, not of one of them. <laughs> um, I think Derek Webb was the last one for me. I think. Yeah. Well, probably, yeah. yeah. Rob Bell, he was technically in concert. Sort of. Yeah. Did he, he sing? No, not really. No, it's more he, of a comedy show. He has a rhythm, though. It's like yeah. a spoken word. Spoken word, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I'll do one more. Uh, I feel like... Mm, <laughs> So many good ones. Uh, would you rather be attacked by a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Oh, definitely the the horse-sized duck. Well, just one horse-sized duck. One, one horse-sized duck because the swarm aspect is is a lot. I don't I don't feel good about. I mean, I feel very poorly about ants in my house, and so I think the, a lot the, of one thing would be bad. Yeah, I would go. Want... I would go with the horse-sized duck. Also, if I captured it, I could like exhibit it. Ooh. Would you try to ride the duck? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't who, you? Who wouldn't? I yeah, I totally would. All right. That that's all we we ask for new questions in our in the Pastors Pub and, and that's what they came up with. They Excellent. came up with some other ones too. We'll we'll get Short those. Pastors. Yeah, some of them are uh are are really NSFW, so we won't go into those ones. But, <laughs> um so AliceConnor.com, buy the book. All the things. Anything else? It is great. In closing? You guys are great. Thank you for having me on. Anytime. Yeah. Literally, if you're just bored one night, just call us up. We'll, yeah. we'll do, a, do an impromptu interview. If you've I'll got something it. you want to say about um, anything, prepositions, you know. I have many things to say about prepositions. <laughs> I'll give you a brief hint, a brief tease. What is this believe on the Lord Jesus Christ thing? Oh, it drives me crazy. Leave that with you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very gross. Yeah. To you, Michael. To Everything you. sounds a little gross. It to does, me. yes. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming back Thanks, on the Alice. podcast. Everyone go buy the book. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Now that you've your can tell us what you think. <laughs> the five stars get red. They get red. But one star is dead. They're all dead. There he is. There he is. Aaron Neville back from hiatus. <laughs> Kermit. Oh, Kermit Neville. Yeah. Feedback. I didn't do any. We have uh, we have some five stars. Oh, do we oh, really? Three. Wow. All we have to do Ooh. is go away. I know, pretty much. Yeah, people are like, oh god, these guys are great. <laughs> Just wait till we're dead. Uh, this is be like from, Tupac uh, from June. <laughs> Not really Tupac. Tupac was famous before he died. Uh, yeah. Who's somebody who got famous after they died? George Washington, Van Gogh, George Washington, <laughs> um, Abraham. Lincoln. Nobody bought Van Gogh shit till he died. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> um, was he? Not? He was president before. Yeah, no. but nobody liked him. John Wilkes Booth, his acting was okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he put in a killer performance that <laughs> night. Oh, shit. 
That's no, too soon. Too no, soon. Too soon. Yeah, 150 years later. Too soon. Um, who is somebody? That God, that was actually Michael. Move on. All right. Jesus Christ. This one's called Awesome from June 4th by Hi. Danny Schoenfeld. Oh, I think it's Schoenfeld. 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 S C H O E. Definitely not. I'm a ding dong. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. From Glen to Glen. I'm Matt Benson. <laughs> Called, uh, it just says, uh, great show. Recommend to anyone. <laughs> Succinct and to the point. Oh, thanks, Danny. Uh, making, this is called Making Driving Great Again by <laughs> Lutheran Giraffe. Oh. What the fuck? I don't know. That's making Driving Great know. Again? Yeah. I am a retired pastor in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. But I'm still active, serving as an interim pastor in Manhattan Beach, California. Oh, you guys are keeping me sane on some of the worst freeways in the country, the 101 and the 405. Yeah, we always say the. During my 120 mile round trip commute, I started with the first episode in April how, how 2018. Long, how long was that? 120 mile commute round trip. Jeez, 60 miles yeah. each way. Well, that's 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 pretty easy day for that's us. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That being said, we do get paid for that yeah. travel. <laughs> I started with the first episode in April 2018 and just finished number 73. So it'll probably be another year or two before I'm current. We'll be gone by then. We'll be um, long dead by then. I have thoroughly enjoyed every, especially if you eat Pop-Tarts with fucking cheese on them and shit. I have thoroughly enjoyed every episode. Though Ooh, I some- cheese Whiz. That's what we need. Cheese Whiz. That's my fault. Croutons. I, should, I, I engaged him. That's my Pop-tarts, fault. Pop-Tarts, croutons, I engaged. Che- <sighs> sp- cheese in Michael, a can. I want to go to Taco Bell. Stop it. All right. I have thoroughly enjoyed every episode, though I sometimes have to wipe my eyes while laughing and driving. While we ELCA Lutherans have the word evangelical in our name, please don't confuse us with the kind from which you have wisely fied? Fled. I can't read that far away. Fled. Wisely fied. I was like, fied? Wisely fied. Um, while my upbringing in the church may be different in my own deconstruction of a different sort, I deeply appreciate the work you've done, your deconstruction, and are doing with Foofy and the great interviews. Keep up the good work. John Soyster. The rest of it's all shit. He just joined the pub. He did just join the pub. Yeah. Hi, John. From never heard of her. Camarillo, California. Hashtag too many to list. P.S. I never Probably. fast forward through any part of any episode. Is Camarillo? John, I got a business Is it Camarillo? For Probably Camarillo. Camarillo. John, free, free business tips. I think I've tips. had tea. Isn't that, isn't that a tea? No. Oh, goddamn. You got low tea? Is that what you said? <clears throat> Joints, John, that's from John Soyster. Never John Soyster. Um, you need to have an oyster business. Soyster's oysters. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that just, that's, it really, that's a gold mine. Really that is a <laughs> fucking gold mine. We get 10% of that. say we get at least I'm 10%. I'm sure. We get the name sure right. I'm suggested so. it, but if we are what pushes you over the edge. Yeah, give up that interim pastor bullshit and start an oyster bar. Yeah, <laughs> be more be, be helping people have sex a lot more than you would as a pastor. Okay, Sounds man. a little clammy. <laughs> no, clams and oysters are not the same animal, Michael. Please tell me you know this. Please, no, <laughs> no, stop yeah. right now. I before you make it, another joke, I, I don't want you to ruin. No, the I want to hear from your mouth that you know that those are two different animals. <laughs> Sounds a little clammy. I'll never. He I'll really never doesn't tell. know. And this I'll is. Mary, did you know you be people? See, you engaged in that time. This is called While You Were On Break. <laughs> How does he get from a vagina joke to Mary, did you know? In one step. One step. I don't know. <laughs> How does that happen in somebody's know. brain? I don't know. God. It's called While You're On Break by Hopes Alive KC. <clears throat> Since you are all taking a hiatus, I figured I would take some time to finally make a five-star review. This is solid content with some sketchy commentary thrown in. 
Thanks for being bold and sharing your hearts, even when it's inconvenient slash 9 or 3 p.m. <laughs> also, unlike a recent reviewer, I am totally willing to fast forward as necessary. Oh. So, they don't like all the stuff, apparently. But yeah, neither do I. It's fine. <laughs> it's fair. We're having a new segment. It's called I don't the, know what a fast forward button is. It's called the uh, <laughs> ASMR Corner. Michael, have you sent your st- stories yet? Have you sent Can you please send yet? your stories? Guys, do you guys know it? Okay, ASMR Michael, in. Come on. Hit the button. ASMR. Michael! Do you like ASMR? Does it, does it turn you on? Is that like ass to mouth? No. Okay. It is 9.35. And we still have to go to Taco oh, Bell. close attention and we wrote them all down. Now, now it's time, time to decide. decide. Hashtags. <clears throat> Hashtag favorite grammar podcast. Hashtag put his Slytherin in his Gryffindor. Oh, that's a good one. Hashtag complicated German board games. <laughs> Hashtag that's the Netherlands, you dumbass. <laughs> Hashtag Bobby Lambskins. Hashtag what? <laughs> I must have missed that. Robbie Lambert. Bobby Lambskins. <laughs> Hashtags. <laughs> Hashtags. <laughs> Hashtag spray that vote. <laughs> Hashtag Gary Busey doing Jack Nicholson. Hashtag, no, that's a rim job, Michael. Is it? Hashtag, it tastes worse than when you swallow. Hashtag, tastes like unicorn penis. Hashtag, count fistula. That's going to be that. Hashtag, hashtag, someone flunked out of culinary school. Hashtag, that's a phoenix, you dumbass. And then hashtag, hashtag a butterfly rising from a the butterfly edge. butterfly rising. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got an idea for another, another idea. <clears throat> How about culinary school? Where everything's made out of colons. It's great. It's well put up. Well played, Michael. That's great. So you were keep, fine with the oyster bar, but then you had to hey, fuck it up with that. Why don't you keep drinking your Worcestershire and ketchup? Uh, <laughs> hashtag hot dog I can dip in it. Hashtag verbing nouns. <laughs> hashtag... Uh, Put his Slytherin in his Gryffindor. God, that's so good, man. That's a pretty <laughs> solid one. Complicated German strategy games. Hashtag die mad. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Garth brother. <laughs> Hashtag Gary Busey playing Jack Nicholson. Hashtag that's rim jobs, Michael. Hashtag marshmallow and burnt green beans. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag French for win in Rome. Say <laughs> la vie. Hashtag not a drachma. Why do we need a t shirt that says say la vie? It just says equals win in Rome. Uh, win in French Rome. Uh, <laughs> hashtag vagina yeast and pubes. <laughs> Uh, hashtag hot ranch. Ooh. Hashtag yeah, count kinky. fistula. That's... And then hashtag triple sauce. <laughs> uh, I've got uh, hashtag who's got the stroop. Uh, <laughs> hashtag ketchup and Worcestershire. Uh, Wait, I want to know how you spell that. Stroop? No. No, no. Worcestershire. <laughs> Um, because I guarantee it's oh, not it's right. not right. I guarantee it's not right. I I'm not know. sure I can even spell it right. Yeah, it's a hard I word could. to spell. But I want to. No, you cannot. Yes, spe- I can. You cannot spell yes, Worcestershire. I can. Prove it. Okay, W R. Okay, W O R. Hold on. W O R C E S T E R S H I R E. Yep. Yeah. Bingo. Right. So fuck you. <laughs> Um, I did you. not spell it right. Um, 
Ketchup and Worcestershire. Uh, Jerry Busey. <laughs> nice. Uh, taste the fizz. That's <laughs> hipster dad joke. Um, and draw me a meat bag. That's pretty good. It's got to be Count Fistula. It has to yeah. be Count Fistula. I'm pretty sure it's Count Fistula. Jesus Fistula. Christ, that's <laughs> fucking terrible. I, I was, won't be able to sleep tonight I am so <laughs> if it's not Count <laughs> yeah. Fistula. Count Fistula. Here we go. All right, if you've listened, this is the uh, by, this is the shorter version, Brad. It's the cool. Can you send it's your nine shit? o'clock, Michael? Yeah, version. send your shit. Guys, gotta, I gotta say the words. No, we first. gotta get to Taco Bell's. What we gotta do? Oh, uh, I don't man. think my stomach can handle that tonight. If you've listened oh, to this man. episode on its entire in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag hashtag Count Fistula. Uh, we're at Twitter oh at Pastors Podcast. F I S T U L A. By the way, we're on Facebook at Pastors Podcast. Oh yeah, uh, Matt, what's your Twitter? Polly name Matt. I'm barely on there. At MJ Basinger. My my Twitter's pretty lit right now. I finally deleted it. I decided I'm gonna. That's good. I haven't had it on my phone in months, so that's uh, fine. Uh, I might check it once a month. Inglorious Pastors. Did you put any pictures on there tonight? Yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Oh, there's like three. Yeah. I'd, oh yeah. I lit it up, baby. Yeah, Instagram and Glorious Bastards. Uh, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, GloriousBastards.com or JizzMuzzle.com if that's your thing. Uh, support us on Patreon. Join the Pastards Pub. Get access to our spinoff podcast. Fight uh, surrounding to help shape the content of this show. You like time. Sally Ann and Stephanie Rice. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Patreon.com slash Literally just for you, buddy. Oh... Uh, we should start a band, a death metal band, called Anal Fistula. Oh, Count Jesus Fistula. Christ, man! The fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs>